Hey, what's up, everybody? Welcome to another episode of Granny's Peach Tea. Uh, we're on episode eight, if you're counting along with us. Uh, with me, as always, is Jason Freshetic. What's up? How's it going? Good to be here. And also part of the crew always is Tony Stabile. What's up, dude? Gentlemen, how are you this evening? We're looking forward to our uh, WandaVision wrap and uh, some some great content this week. So let's, let's get going. Yeah, no, I'm, I'm super excited. And if uh, you didn't get a chance to check out our post, we're actually going to have two episodes this week. Uh, we're not going gonna to be off next week, so we decided to break the show up into two halves. Like tonight, we're going to be doing uh, the TV shows, right? Our usual CW stuff. And then we're going to go into the WandaVision finale, which is going to require its own coverage as well. And then we'll be back on Friday night at 8.30, and we'll be doing wrapping up our countdown to the Snyder Cut when we cover uh, Harley Quinn, Birds of Prey, or Birds of Prey, Fantabulous. The Fantabulous awesome Emancipation time. of One Miss Harley Quinn. Exactly. <laughs> Very good. Bro, you worked good. on that all week. You worked okay. on that all week. Be honest. All week. I was sitting in a mirror going, the Fantabulous what now? <laughs> it, it, it's, a, it's a mouthful of a title there. And then we're going to end it, and then we're going to wrap that whole thing up with Josh Disley. Before we come back, Right, we'll have the week off, then we come back, and we're gonna have a crazy show, which we'll have to cover a bunch of CW stuff that we were happened during our off week, and then we're gonna get to the premiere of Falcon and Winter Soldier, along with Zack Snyder's Justice League. So big stuff coming along, but let's. That'll uh, be a marathon. That'll be a marathon show. It's gonna be yeah. as long as the Snyder Cut itself. It could be. It, it could be, be. four-hour. <laughs> think about it: two weeks of shows, right? You get the uh, premiere Falcon with the shoulder soldier, and then you have a four-hour ju Justice League, which uh, they they uh, leaked. Apparently, it got out, and somebody saw an hour of it and said that hour of that movie is the best DC movie that he's ever seen before. Wow! So. Wow! That's that is that is exciting stuff. Uh, there's uh, Farachi chiming in here. Uh, hey, fellas, thanks for the double duty this week. Appreciate you. And we uh, appreciate you, too, there, boss. Yes, man. yes, sir, us, Steve. Uh, here. Hooking us up with this platform to discuss all this fun stuff each and every week. Uh, and then, oh, yeah, Jason yes, and uh, we have popping all around. <laughs> Listen, we're, we're versatile, man. We can we can move all over the place. It, it doesn't matter what corner of the, what corner of the universe here we're, we're in. Um, I, I'm down here now with uh, with Iron Man over here, right? Where are we? Yeah, Iron Man's yeah. over here, and Amazing Spider-Man's over here. So I'm in good company. I'm 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 happy. <laughs> I always have my spot reserved right next to Amazing Fantasy 15, right in the corner, which I didn't even really yes. think about this until now. I'm gonna totally did. say it's on purpose. I I think so. On a subconscious level, you did it on purpose, Ed. <laughs> <laughs> of course I did. I mean, going with the Spidey shirt again. So yeah, why not? I got look. I got my I got my flash shirt on tonight, guys. Look at this nice. flash shirt on, nice. right? Nice, uh -huh. that's a nice one. I'm digging it, man. Yeah, so, first time, brand new. So, forget what what better way than to debut it on the show? So, he. Uh, did you take the tags off? I did take the tags <laughs> okay. off. Yes, okay. I'm not one of those guys, man. That just tries it on, and be like, Nah, I'm just no good. I'm gonna take it back now. I can only wear it once. No. no, I'll be wearing the crap out of this. Don't worry about it. All right, man. Styling and profiling right now. And mm. Roxy's got uh, Tony. You've got a nice, <laughs> nice spot. <button here. laughs> oh yeah. <laughs> um, so let's kick it off, man. Let's get to it, guys. Let's. Uh, Jason's going to start us off with Black Lightning, uh, season four, episode five. Jason, take us away. What did you think? 
All right, that we we got a big episode of Black Lightning. I'm not going to bury the lead. I'm, I'm going to jump ahead a little bit, but we finally get Black Lightning back in the suit. Right? 5 episodes in the season and he is back in the suit. And I have to tell you something guys, I'm glad that I caught up with Black Lightning uh cuz I'm finally caught up, finished season 3, got through the Markovian War cuz if I didn't, I'd have been like why does the watch turn into a suit? That that was that that wasn't in the first season. So you know because they kept that watch, which I think is a uh, an interesting choice because uh, that's his you know that's his ASA suit. That's that's a different conversation to get into. Well, well, well hold on, Jason. Though before, well yeah. hold on, jump on that for a second. Do you which suit do you prefer now that you've seen both of them? Um, so I I actually do prefer the first see the early season one. Okay. Um, I think, I mean, of course, I think the newer suit looks more expensive and it's sleeker and, and I think it looks nicer. I could see, you know, they got, they got more of a budget, so they upgraded the suit. I get that. Mm -hmm. Um, but there was just something, uh, there was just something very sort of homey, like, you know, like, you know, homespun about that original suit and the fact that it is a show about, uh, this guy and, and his family and, and his connections to the the neighborhood and and the such, I felt that it was, it really fit. And, you know, but I mean, whatever, the new suit's awesome. So I, I'm not complaining, but if I had to choose, it would be the original. Okay. Yeah. <clears throat> um, but yeah, so th- we finally get him back in the suit before that, though. So we uh, <laughs> we got to address the non-Flash Flash cameo that we saw. Thank you. Thank you. Um, I, I I have to say this is the first, the first time I'm going, I don't understand why they did that. Like, he... They, you, you mentioned the Flash. The mm-hmm. Flash is the way you're solving this problem. He actually says he'll get it here in a Flash, and then he just has it, and Flash isn't there. So it's like it's kind of like why set us up for a cameo if you're not going to give us the cameo? Just, just, just go. Oh yes, we have this in the ASA pit. There, that that is still you know whatever. It doesn't matter yeah. where it comes from. Why did it have to be the Flash? So that's my well, only gripe with this episode. Well, I think for me, and, and it's funny you mention that because it's almost like you almost, no pun intended, you blink and you miss it. Um, <laughs> no, I, I was watching it, right? And I, and, I'm, and I turn Angie, we're, we're both watching this, and then I'm like, oh, shit, we're going to finally get a Flash cameo because no one's ca- – you know this now. Yeah. And I'm, just, I'm excited to even like be able to talk about this with this. Um, no one's appeared on Black Lightning. No other CW-verse character has. So I was like, finally, it's going down. And then all of a sudden, cut, and he's already got it. And they make you know some sly flash puns. And I was and I was telling Angie, I'm like, I'm getting excited for the flash thing. And she's like, Wait a second, what are you talking about? It's it's over. And I had to rewind it for a second. I'm like, Holy shit! I, I, I the only thing I could chalk it up to, and I kind of want to look into this. I didn't. I couldn't find anything. Was the fact that maybe because this was shot during COVID. They didn't want to intermingle the, okay. the the cat like the sets and everything, so it was clearly written in there. And I it just seemed like it was something that there was going to be a bigger payoff for, and right. it just didn't. So I guess I don't know. Personally, I'll chalk it up to that. Yeah, no, I mean, I, I, and I'm willing to do so too. I mean, that's literally one of maybe two small gripes I've had with this show overall. So, and it, they're yeah. small. So, um. Uh, yes, maybe, maybe, Jonathan, to remind everyone that the Black Lightning is part of the Arrowverse now, right? Because that, that is now a new thing that just happened, like, halfway through last season. So, yeah, Jonathan, good call. That might be it. Yeah. Um, but, all right, so, 
uh, we get, as I said, we get Pierce suiting up, and he does so, of course, to save his daughter, because that is what, and that makes sense, right? There are so many through lines in this season that go back to that first season. The reason he suits up after so long is to save his daughters. Now his daughter Jennifer is just particles in the ionosphere. He's got to go up there. He's got to collect them all. Um, and then they do this uh, this thing where they where Gamby sort of you know it, it's hand wave magical science where they put her in this uh, sphere and they're going to regenerate her and see if maybe it regenerates her we don't know we find that at that at the end um, and while we're waiting to find that out we get a lot of really really fun Tobias Whale stuff uh, Tobias Whale easily top five villains I I for me right yeah. now I just love this guy. <laughs> Totally. Um, he chews up scenes, man. Like every oh, single time. It's incredible. He is a scene stealer. He's like, I love it. Oh, it's wonderful. Yeah. Um, he has that back and forth with Red where he explains the problem with, with white privilege. Yeah, he uh, like smacks him around with it. Right. And then he and then Red takes the coin and throws it at the wall. He's what he say about that. He's like, yes. I got two words for you, spackle and paint. Fix my wall. I love it because normally in that situation, any right, you'd be like, "Oh, here's the villain flexing and showing his ability." Which is his ability? Is he like Magneto or something? Like, is I, that what they were alluding? Because I, I, I don't guess. quite know what it is yet. I guess either Magneto or Gambit. Like, I don't know if he's ch supercharging yeah. it. But, uh, but that but was yeah, great. It would have been like you asshole. Like he wanted to backhand them, just like just fix my wall, man. Get out of here. And that's, slap what, <laughs> that's what I love about Tobias is he just doesn't care. Like he's the, he's a great villain because he literally just does not care. You can't scare him. You nope. can't intimidate him. You can't buy him. He is a force of nature. Yeah. Um, he also has a great Tobias. Also has a great uh, a great speech about chess. Right. Yes. And about how if you play chess, you understand how to think uh, moves in advance. Like so the writing, even four seasons in, is still really crisp on this show. I'm really appreciating that. Um, let's see. Let me wrap up. Uh, we have a nice touching moment because I, you know, I love I love father son moments. I can't help it. Really nice moment between Pierce and Gamby. Right, yeah. uh, of which they're you know they are father son in a lot of aspects of their family. Where uh, Pierce tells the Apple story about the time he loses Jen in the in the market, and you know Gamby has to com comfort him. Uh, so that's an awesome moment. And then you know, oh yeah, oh, and I want to mention one more thing before I get to the end. Uh, <laughs> I kind of thought it was a dick move of Pierce for the first thing he does after saving the ionosphere Jen stuff in Black Lightning outfits to go and shut down the Fight Club while I was running that he himself was fighting in for the yep. last four episodes. Uh-huh. Not, not cool. <laughs> yeah, Lala was probably not too thrilled with him. I'm also wondering, like, again, I guess it's Lala doesn't notice the hair looking similar and if it, no. Just yeah, gonna, I mean, I mean know we, know what, we know in comic book lore, if a dude can throw on glasses and say he's not Superman, we just kind of got to accept it, but I always, yeah. I always kind of chuckle at it, though. It is funny, but like you know, Lala's been dead so many times at this point. Maybe he just forgets, you know. <laughs> uh, and and look, I gotta respect in the third season, Tobias Whale puts that together himself. So I yeah. do like that they do allow people to put that together. And it's like, yeah, no, I'd be an idiot not to see this. So I thought that was a, a nice okay. move on their part. Um, and then yeah, and then uh, we'll jump to the end because I don't want to go too long. I could, I could talk all night about Black Lightning, but. Uh, the end is spo hashtag spoilers. They reconstitute Jennifer, but it is a different per it's a different actress. Uh, it's yeah. a completely different person. Um, so I don't know if they're I don't know what's going on with that. That's where it ends. So are we getting the old Jennifer back? Is this a new Jennifer? What is this Jennifer's deal? We don't know. Tune in next week to Black Lightning.
Yeah, I did you I kind of saw that coming a little bit. I had a weird feeling she wasn't gonna appear the same once she was once she was like reformed. I, I don't know about you. Did you see that one coming? I, I didn't to be honest, it was the least interesting part of the episode to me, so I didn't think much about yeah. it. Because cause my assumption was and I we we talked about this last week, like, oh she's not dead, she's coming yeah. back. So it's like no. I just I was like, however this this shakes out, Jennifer will be here at some point. I, so I didn't even really give it a thought. I did so, you know. Uh, I was kind of take. I was kind of surprised by it. I kind of went, wait a minute, is that a different actress? But you know, but again, only because I wasn't really thinking much about it. I was kind of focused on other stuff in the episode. Yeah, and then it was also they were holding him. Uh, also, the uh, everyone holding him accountable, and, and they were in the um, the sanctum because we don't have to call it, like the lightning cave or whatever, or whatever <laughs> it is. So in the Sanctum, they kind of hold him accountable, by the way, for what Jefferson did a couple episodes ago when he just decided to go ahead and break mm -hmm. this kid's legs, and they, the kid died, or the dude died, and they were like, you know, Jefferson, this is what you did? Like, you don't suit up, but you go ahead and, and bust this kid up, and that's what you decided to do without your suit? And they all look at him, and he's like, oh, well, I only went and broke his leg and, you know, beat the crap out of him. I didn't. I didn't kill him or anything, and they were just like, you know, screw you. Then, what are you? What are you one talking about trust? Because there's trust issues between him and Lynn, like the yeah. entire season so far, and they've really been focusing on that. Although I do think that they have a nice moment where they they do kind of, and this is what I like about the the way their marriage is portrayed on the show is they they it, it seems realistic. They fight in a realistic way. They have realistic issues, mm -hmm. but they do have these moments where they come together and comfort each other, even yeah. if they haven't worked out their issues. And you do get to see that a little bit at the end here, and I or, you know closer to the end. So I you know I, again I, I appreciate the writing on this show a lot. I think it's a really well written show from first season up until this episode. So. Yeah, no, it, it's excellent. And like I said, for, for me, this has been like my favorite CW show. I mean, probably since it debuted, honestly. They've kind of like taken over the thing. Um, Jonathan <laughs> Hamilton chiming in here. Uh, thanks for the help, though. But uh, oh. nope, uh, she tweeted that she was leaving this, uh, leaving this season regardless. Uh, if this was the last season, uh, they had to recast her. So, oh, I didn't uh, know Jonathan, that. Thanks, John. Yeah, no, Dynamite working there. <laughs> yeah. Chiming in. I, I can't. I'm not going to say that I saw that coming, but yeah, maybe that's the case that so we don't see the regular Jennifer. Because I did also wonder, I'm like, I really hope this actress uh, didn't lose her spot like in the middle of the last season. That would be kind of, you know, shitty for her. Yeah, that would have been terrible. And I and that's why I didn't think she left, because I was like, why bail halfway through the season? It's it's literally, what do we got, seven episodes left, eight episodes left? Yeah, it's, it's not, not a long lot. season. No, I guess, I, I don't know. I mean, this, we'll probably find out exactly the reasons why, but uh, Jonathan also chiming in, which is a fair point. Uh, mm. regarding the potential Flash cameo. Um, it doesn't help that Black Lightning films in Georgia and the restaurant in Vancouver. That is, that is correct. I mean, but I would I still think that COVID may have had something to do with it because I, I would like to believe that the CW would have been able to fly Grant Gustin, you know, to, uh, to mm. Georgia to go shoot this thing quickly. But, I mean, whatever. They could use some of, that, uh, some of that Zack Snyder money to get him over there. Exactly. You know, you can borrow a few million from the Snyder Cut and, you know, just go just shoot him over, man. You guys right. get the money. He's going to shave 15 minutes off the Snyder Cut so uh, the guy who plays Barry Allen can afford to get there and back. But the deal is he has to appear in the Snyder Cut as well. Mm. <laughs> I actually would be okay with that. I, I really like him as the Flash. <laughs> no, I really do too, man. And I don't really have any, like, beef with Ezra Miller necessarily. I mean, besides that potential weird thing he had with that fan in the video or something like I'm still very unclear on that, which is why I don't dive into it too much. But it, it is—it's weird. Uh, well, speaking of uh, Grant Gustin, 
we got uh, episode two of The Flash uh, on a doll on uh, last night, which was uh, the first show. Um, an, an episode that I think that was um, it was really good. I'm really enjoying the first this season of The Flash, which last season I was a little bit on and off with the uh, whole Mirrorverse stuff. So no acknowledgement that Barry, by the way, went, he ran and went to uh, to Freeland to go help out anyone in Black Lightning. So we're just going to cover the other end of that. And again, he could have done it in a flash, which is fine. He doesn't have to really get into it, but I thought it would have been something cool to acknowledge very briefly. But Barry's got other things on, on, his, uh, on his plate right now. Um, earlier in the episode, they're acknowledging that uh, Nash Wells uh, sacrificed himself the week before. And um, the early, I think it looked like it was the early stages of the Flash Museum were starting to get put together because that's something that they acknowledged a couple of episodes. I mean, a couple of episodes, a couple of seasons back when they had uh, his daughter come from the future and, and she came back and, and was helping him out. And then they acknowledged there was a Flash Museum that had like a hero's wing and a villain's wing and stuff like that. So I think it looks like they're starting to build that in Star Labs, which I think was pretty cool. Uh, Love seeing Killer Frost come back. That was awesome. And her, you know, awesome new costume was I know um uh, is it Danielle Panabaker, if I don't if I don't say her name correctly. Uh she was pregnant last season, so they were shooting her from like the top up a lot and she was constantly <laughs> sitting on a couch, which was kind of strange. But once you knew what was happening, you're like, All right, I, I got it. We got we gotta do what we gotta do. Yeah, you gotta do apparently it. she's good to go now. So she was in action. She was she was going yeah. out, she's fighting and stuff, and they were mm -hmm. helping to take down uh Eva. Um the whole fight between uh, one of the highlights of the episode for me was that brief uh, fight with Barry and then Velocity X infused Killer Frost. Because in this episode, we got Barry Allen getting his speed thinking. So he was like yes. ahead of Cisco and he was ahead of everyone else. He was emotionless. And that was like kind of the theme of the episode. Because in the beginning of the episode, when they were talking about the Nashwell stuff, they were pretty much, you know, they were very much focusing on. You know what, uh, besides our superpowers, besides everything, what makes our team so effective is our humanity. And that was setting the tone for the entire episode because they took away Barry's humanity, uh, essentially, because they also referenced when they built the artificial speed force now, they were trying to go work off of uh, Thawne's dark speed force that he made, and that's where they got the idea to replicate a speed force. And, and hit to fuel uh, Thawne's speed force they use like anger and you know and and all these like negative emotions to fuel it. So what Team Flash did was they said, okay, so let's make sure we don't put emotion involved in our speed force, so it won't look like it's a fallback. So they did that, but then they find out it gave Barry the speed thinking, and he was emotionless. Then suddenly he was a robot. Mm. And, and it's also like it's important to note too that in the beginning of the episode he has a line which is something like. You know, I, I'm I'm sick of pe my enemies using my emotions against yes. me. Uh, so I thought, you know, that was interesting. He sets it up as my emotions are a weakness, and then the episode goes on to show, no, not really. Yeah, exactly. I mean, can they be used against you like any hero? Sure. Not uh, that's the thing, but you do need them, and that was essentially the moral, you know, compass of the entire episode. The moral story was like, all right, listen, you know, you can have a heart and do these things, and that's what makes you special. Uh, but that whole fight between, uh, you know, Barry and, and Velocity X and Fuse Killer Frost is pretty cool. She's running back and forth with him up buildings and hitting him with the ice and everything. I thought that was really cool. Um, and also, I kind of really doubt, I was wondering if Barry at the end 
destroyed the artificial speed force? Because I think he just shut it down. Because, man, if he destroyed the artificial speed force after Nashville sacrificed himself, I'm like, you're a real dick. Man. Yeah, that's, that's not cool, Larry. <laughs> yeah, you, let like, a, you let a man die for nothing at that point. Exactly. But the big the big takeaway, though, for this episode for me was that crazy cliffhanger. That, mm. you know, they have their, like, post-credit scene with Flash where they just kind of show Flash the, the title of the episode at the end. And then they have a post-credit scene where they just keep going and they'll do something crazy. So in that flashback scene, we kind of see where they look back to when uh, season one, when Thawne came from the future and he goes ahead and like switches, like makes himself look like Harrison Wells and kills Harrison Wells right there on the road. And they show when they actually, he dumps his body. But then we see like the green particles pop up out of his, like where he was buried and they reform original Harrison Wells. So the question is like, what the hell is this about? Like, is this Harrison Wells? Does that mean Harrison Wells is going to get another chance? Like, wheelchair Harrison Wells that was on Earth 1, that was the one that was working at Star Labs originally? Because you kind of, there's been so many Wells, you probably lost track at this point. But that's kind of what I think they're alluding to. And I hope so, because I actually do remember the first season of Flash very well, because yeah. I, I really enjoyed that first season of Flash. I thought it was brilliant. And it, I was disappointed. To when the reveal that Thawne had been Wells the whole time, because I love that character of Harrison Wells. And yeah. so we never actually, unless it happens, I, I am only on season four. So unless it happens in the, the parts of the show I didn't see, we never actually got to spend time with the real Harrison yeah. Wells. So I'm kind of, ex if that's where they're going, I'm kind of, I'm, I'm in for it. I'm excited to see what happens, what comes of it. Yeah. And then, man, I, I know that they're teasing uh, like a big villain returning that's been the talk around Flash right now. And I'm hoping it's Reverse Flash. I'm hoping it's Thawne. Because they, the way that they kind of like dealt him out in this whole thing, I didn't really care for. Because technically that version of uh, of Reverse Flash sort of kind of like died on on uh, Legends of Tomorrow. So oh, I was really? like, yeah, it was a very weird, yeah. There was like a Legion of Doom team up thing that went down on, on Legends. And Thawne was like, you know, running away. And he ran there, and he formed a whole alliance with, um, damn, who was it? I, I forgot. It's one of the villains from Arrow whose name is not coming to me right now. And uh, two of them, oh. actually, from Arrow. Oh, Damien something or Damien Dark. It was, with That's Damien, it. it was, yeah, it was, it was Reverse Flash, Damien Dark. Um, damn it. The, uh, the Dark Archer in the original uh, Arrow. Um, I don't him Jonathan I don't Bowman plays him. I don't know. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Okay, yeah. I know. I know you're talking about. What's yeah, his name's but, father? What's uh, the, um, uh, his uh, his best friend's father? What's his name? I can't. Uh, hold on. I, I Google it for you. Go ahead. It's keep killing talking. me because it's like right on the tip of my tongue. Go ahead. Keep talking. I'll find <laughs> it. Don't worry about it. Uh, well, Jonathan Hamilton chiming in. Uh, what I hope they explain here is where Harrison Wells has been the whole time. Uh, yeah. This, maybe this is what we found out that, you know, he maybe it had something to do with the artificial speed force or, you know, the Wells is like sacrificing themselves and that's how he came to be. Ah uh, yes, Malcolm Merlin. Thank you, John. Yeah, that's right, Merlin. Bravo! God, you are on fire. Bravo, tonight. our fans, baby, our <laughs> fans. I love it. If we can't get it, then he the man's faster than Google. Um, he yeah, is. So, here he is. I found him. There he is, Malcolm Merlin. Yep. Yeah. So they had they had this whole Legion of Doom thing, and I kind of thought that was like not the way to, like that's not how you're gonna do, um, you know, E Boy Thon. In you know with Flash, so hopefully he comes back because they, they did tease him. He was a part 
of uh, that future that I was talking about with, mm. with uh, Barry's daughter. And then um, he was there, but he also looked like Harrison Wells again, and he was in a prison. So okay. there, there was a lot of weird stuff going on, but I have a feeling that's going to come back around now. Um, but we'll see. And one more note before we switch gears. Uh, I'd love to see that since Ezra Miller was on Crisis. Uh, yeah, Ezra Miller was on Crisis on Infernos. That was his. That was the big cameo to tie everything oh, wow. in. I didn't even yeah. know that. No, dude. I know we were talking about it on pre-show, but Crisis at Infinite Earths had everybody. I need to they watch were mostly, They were mostly just cameos, but everybody. Burt Ward is in it. What? Earth, Earth 66 is <laughs> – they show him. Yes. And um, what's his face from um, – that was the reporter in Batman in 19 – Oh, Knox. Um, Robert Wool. Yeah, Robert, Robert Wool. Robert Wool. Robert yeah. Wool, by the way, who I ran into on a train in Philly around 12.30 in the morning. <laughs> Coming back to New York, yes, after a World Series game, a Yankees-Phillies uh, World Series game. And, he, and he's him. a big Met fan. He's a big Met fan, Robert Wool. I did not know that. Yeah, so, he's a big Met fan. Very strange coincidence that, that we were all in the same train car that as me and Jerry and, and Jerry's cousin were running for the train. But he was in Earth 89. Of course. And therefore awesome. he was there. And actually, nice. uh, Ashley Scott, that was on Birds of Prey, she was Huntress. Mm -hmm. They show her talking to Oracle on, an, on another episode of Crisis. Wow. Dude, the they, cameos are bonkers. They went deep. Wow. Like, going oh, back yeah. to Birds of Prey is going deep. And which which we both have dis we discussed briefly. I think it was like on the yes. first episode. Yes, we, we do did. Have a, we'll always have a soft spot for Birds of Prey being the OG CW DC mm -hmm. show. Um, and Tim is a huge fan, too, of Birds of Prey. Man, yeah, wait until you watch it. All the cameos that I don't want to spoil a bunch of them. All right, yeah, I got to watch so many this. more. Yeah. There's so many more. It's it's kind of insane, um, but yeah, let's let's uh, shift gears to the next CW link that we got here: Superman and Lois, episode three. Uh, Tony, take us away. What's uh, what were your thoughts on Superman? I, I I love this show. I really do. I'm really I'm really getting into the show, and <clears throat> not only. And not only am I into it now, but my 11-year-old daughter started watching this episode with me. And she's watching it, and she's like, well, what about this, and what about that? And this is a kid who she just, when she starts watching things, she's like me. She starts to pick apart and, you know, put things together and whatnot. So now she's like, where can I find the show? I want to watch it. So now it seems like she is going to start picking this up, which I think is awesome. Um, it's just, it's, it's, it's just, it's such a great, it really is. I mean, it, it shows you so much of the humanity of Clark Kent and you know the fact that he you know the mistakes he makes as a dad and you know and <clears throat> then you have you know the, the scenes where you know you, you you have this opening episode where they're trying to pick out the paint and they're you know they're painting the living room and they're, you know see the boys are completely bored and I, I have to say the writing for the boys is excellent because yeah. teenage boys this is if, if these are the epitome of fourteen year old you know pain in the ass you know uh, teenage boys they are and the guys and the kids who are playing them are doing a spectacular job they really are so they're, they're trying to pick out the paint and there's Lois, you know, she's putting, she see this paint all over the walls, and you know, then they start messing around, and then you know, Clark hears something going on somewhere, and whoosh, he's gone, you know, and it's he's still Superman, but yet he is he is so Clark in in the in these episodes as well. Um, the, you know, he he's he, he starts to explain how he can use his powers. There, they're saying to him, "What's the craziest thing that you ever heard?" And you know, so it's just typical teenage talk with that, you know, with your dad and whatnot. And it was it was almost normal for a minute with them. 
and then there's the scene where um, where Clark overhears what's going on in the high school. He's checking in, has everything going, and he just shows up. And Jordan's pissed off about it. Jordan's got, a, obviously, he's got a, a lot of pent-up frustration with his dad. And, you know, now, obviously, with, you know, this this whole finding out that he has abilities. And then hearing Jarrell that his abilities, you know, as he puts it, basically suck. You know, it's it's a big blow to him because he's starting to get a little confidence. He's starting to feel, feel good about himself as a kid who's been, in re, you know, kind of a recluse. You know, he's kind of just hiding out in his room. And now, all of a sudden, he's feeling a little, you know, he's feeling a little bit of... Uh, good about himself so i think that the the thing that really made me smile in this in this episode was him taking the opportunity to go and try out for the football team jonathan's reaction is absolutely priceless right he's like this is wrong on so many different levels (laughs) he goes i don't know what you're doing here he goes no no no, it's gonna be fine it's gonna be great and all of a sudden he's just kicking ass all over the field which is fantastic you know he's and i'm thinking about it i'm like even if he's not superman strong and actually comes up later on in the episode which you know but as i'm watching it i'm saying even if he's not superman strong if he can you know if if his eyes can can pick up, you know, obviously superhuman that, you know, a guy's moving a certain way or he's going to, you know, try to, you know, cut back or this or that. He's going to be all over these guys, and that's exactly what it was. And not only as it goes through the show, it shows you that he has basically not defeated these bullies, but has basically forced them to accept him, right? To show, like, hey, I'm just a regular guy, bro. I like football. I'm a regular dude. You know, I'm good at this. And it... As you see, as the episode goes on, it these guys are actually like, all right, this guy's all right, you know. And I love the fact that Clark shows up after he finds yes. out from Lana. <laughs> He's standing in after he absolutely annihilates Sean, right? Lays him out like knocks him back like twelve yards. <laughs> and you know, but that's a great scene where you know he helps him up. You know, he, you know, it's, it's a great scene. And then to turn, to turn the camera and see Clark in the stands, I was like, oh shit, you're done, bro. (laughs) (laughs) And, you know, the conversation again, you see that frustration, you see that built up, you know, uh, uh, frustration that he has towards his dad. And then Jonathan comes to his rescue. You know, he comes, he's talking sense to his father. He's like, Hey bro, this is not, maybe this is not a bad thing. You know, this kid, what's, what's great, you know, what, what, what is it to have powers and to be special if you can't do anything about it? And Clark is looking at it like, you know, you could see like the wheels are starting to turn like, hey, you know, maybe he's right. So well, he uh, talked about it too, because he remember when Clark showed him the, uh, he pulled out the glove and the ball and Clark was talking about how he wanted to try out for the baseball team. Mm-hmm. But, you know, uh, Jonathan Kent, you know, the other one, the, uh, now told him. Don't do it. it. And it kind of right. made me think back to Captain America's Civil War when Peter's talking to Tony in his room. And he's like, well, you know, I thought about it. I wanted to play this. I wanted to play that. But I couldn't do it before, so I shouldn't do it now. Right. I don't know why. That, like, whole thing, like, just really brought me back to that. And, it did. Yeah, right? And, uh, but it, it absolutely did. And and the difference is, and that's what, um, and that's uh, that I think is kind of like the thing that, that, that Jonathan was trying to bring out to him is like, look, he's not you. He's yeah. him. He's Jordan. He's not he's not Clark Kent. He's Jordan Kent. And he's not he doesn't have the abilities that you have. Maybe it just levels the playing field a little bit. Maybe it's the fact that he is a smallish kind of a guy, but now he's strong enough that he could play 
with guys who are bigger than him. And I, I think that's a legitimate point that Jonathan makes, which yeah. is, which is, I mean, but it's, uh, it's just a fact that, and I said this last week, you know, you, the love between these two boys, even though they are complete polar opposites mm-hmm. is just, it's awesome. And it's portrayed uh, just a fantastic way. And I'll be honest with you, you know, when Clark was listening and then showed up at the high school, I could tell you that every father wishes that they had that ability because I'd be I'd be I'd be fucking all over the place bro I'd be everywhere I'd be like what's going on what did you do what'd you say <laughs> as, a, as a parent you that is if you had one superhero power that would be it to know where your child is and what they are doing 24 7 that would be that would be it you know, look, you got, it's, it was just, it was perfectly done. Just him showing up. Hey guys, like he's just a goofy clock. What's going on? Like, So this place really hasn't changed. Like, yeah, you decided in the middle of fifth period to show up at the high school to see if it's changing or not. Okay, pal. Very good. And it just so happens we were about to get into a fight with someone when you yeah, showed up. Yeah, that was exactly. Yeah. Exactly. So it's just it's portrayed really well. Uh, I actually like the fact that there was no Captain Luther in this episode. Um, it, it just it, it kind of breaks away from it. You know, it kind of gets you gets you gives you the ability to develop a few different stories, um, which I like. I like that about it. It gives um, it gives a little bit more of Lois um, with Morgan Edge and obviously. There's, you know, obviously, look, she's all over this, and you, you could, you knew that this was going to be something, and now it seems to be going even deeper. Um, and look, the, and you know, just being able to watch a show and see Superman doing Superman things, I, I just, I love it. I really do. You know, as much as I love Man of Steel, and I, I you know, I, I loved him in Batman or Superman or whatever, you didn't see a lot of him doing his thing. You know, just. Yeah saving you know, he saw flashes of it in batman or superman you know with the rocket and this and that and the day of the dead scene and all that other thing like you got to see just a little bit of it but to see in this show you know the 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 up in the, the, the first scene in the first episode with the with the nuclear power plant and this one with the bridge like it's 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 just it's it's really great to watch him in action you know i i, abs- I absolutely love seeing that and uh, I'm I'm looking forward to, to seeing where this goes, man. I just this is it's it's such a well written show. It's a well acted show. I'm I'm su- I'm really I'm surprised, you know. And the C and the and the CGI. I have to say also, I, I meant to say this last week. CGI is pretty goddamn good. Like it, it really is. is not bad at all, you know. Considering you know, I, I mean, I watched those for early uh, those early seasons of Arrow, and you know the explosions that look like like oh bro, I could do that on iMovie. Like what the <laughs> fuck, bro? Like I got apps on my phone that could do that shit. Like come on, like it could be better than that. So, but this, the, I have to say, the CGI in the show is actually pretty good. So I'm, I'm really, I'm really liking it. I, I, I I'm, I'm into it, and I, I can't, I can't wait. I, I look for this now. The new after now, one division. This was, this was the show. Now I actually I look forward to coming on every week. I'm gonna just say this before I get to my points for the episode. It warms my heart, Tony. That if not for this show, this would have been a whole thing. Where I would have been telling Tony. Oh man, you gotta check out the Superman show. You gotta yeah. check out the Superman. Yeah, show. probably, yeah, I probably. Know, I don't have time for this shit. You I'm know, so because I'm so I'm so bad with shows, bro. I am literally I am so bad with shows because it's like if I if, if something's going on and I miss it, then I'm like I gotta go back now. It's, it's I'm so bad with this. But what I was on top of after Mandalorian really was the, was the changer for me because once I got through Mandalorian. 
and then now with WandaVision and this and that, and now with with Superman and Lois, I, I just I'm starting to get into like a little bit of a rhythm with this now. But it's yeah. it, it's really this is a really it's a really good show. It's a really well written show. It's a good show. Speaking of guys who are not great with TV shows but love Superman, Steve Grogan's popping in here with saying, "I haven't seen the Superman show yet, but it sounds uh, cool from what you guys are saying. I got to catch up on it." Grogan, it's only three episodes in, man. Catch up on it. Jump on the CWI. It's totally it. worth it, bro. Dude, you totally will, worth you it. You will great absolutely show. love it. You will absolutely love it. You will be hooked. You five minutes into the first episode, you will be hooked on the show. If you see that scene in the in the in the first show in the first show, that opening scene with him at the nuclear power plant, and I'm not spoiling anything, but if you see that episode that in that first couple of minutes, you will can be completely hooked on the show. It's really it is that good. And I'm not even got, a Superman guy, and I'm hooked on the show. Neither, yeah, it's just it's, I. I, Superman's my dude, man. I love that right. guy, and it's but this, I mean, it's real. And I, look again, it's the same thing. Like I, I, I love Henry Cavill. We've talked about this a million times. Okay, he's a great Superman. I loved Christopher Reeve when I was a kid because there was no other Superman. That was the guy. But yeah. like, I love those show those movies. I, I love Superman one and two. Everything else was kind of bullshit. But you know, those first two were really good. Well, Rogan loved and, three and four. <laughs> that, that's where uh, his love for Superman is. He defends uh, Superman four. Oh, bro, we gotta have a co- we gotta have a talk, bro. We got we get we gotta get Steve on for a few minutes and we have that conversation. We have we're, to gonna, have we're gonna we're gonna talk. Loot, we're gonna talk nuclear man. When, when we, when we get to, dude, when we get to super the Christopher Reeve Superman movies, I think Rogan needs to have a guest spot. Oh Only yeah. for three and four, not for one and two. Only three and four. Yeah, he, no, no, no. Actually, he hates you no. Know, Rogan, I'm sorry, his, I think he likes all of them, but his defense is that four is better than three. And that was the argument that, we, that we've got a chance. Is there a chance that Nuclear Man makes an appearance? <laughs> I'm going to kick you off this show, Rogan. Bro, <laughs> I even mention that. Steve, I'll tell you right now, I have a better chance to make an appearance on that show than Nuclear Man does. So. <laughs> <laughs> but um, you definitely watch it. It's, it's, it's absolutely 100% a great... And it's the thing, like, you just... You you see him in action. The CGI is good, and, and it's just it's well acted. It's well written. You know the kids are believable. You know like there are movies like I don't know. Remember when Jurassic Park, the new what was that uh, Jurassic World? Remember when it came out? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah I remember. Okay, and Ed, you remember remember what I said to you when I came back after seeing that movie opening night? I said to you, I'm like I love Jurassic Park so much. I loved that movie. Okay, and to see this movie, right? Those kids in that movie were fantastic. Right? They were great. It was a great story they they acted really well they were really good and then when i saw jurassic world about i don't know an hour into that movie i wanted the kids to die i thought it would be a better story if those kids would have perished at some point if the dinosaur had eaten that that the the younger brother it would have been a better story than what we actually got so i really so it is but it was but tell me i'm wrong watch that shit and tell me i'm wrong Uh, you know it's funny i actually never watched uh, what is it called? Uh, Jurassic World uh, something Kingdom? Kingdom. That's the, that was the Kingdom? second one. That was the sequel, the right? One, yeah. Okay. Watch. Uh, go back and watch Jurassic World. Okay. I, I, watch yeah. Jurassic World and tell me in the middle of the movie when they're in those little bubble things and Jimmy yeah. Fallon's on and the thing, right? Tell me if those kids don't die in that scene, the movie's not better from there on out. Oh, I'm telling you. So Steve Rogan, <laughs> by the way, asking about the nuclear power plant, dude. We joked about it when we covered that episode. Yes. It's never happened. Yeah. I said, I said when I first when I saw the nuclear, 
when, when I saw the, the, the scene at the nuclear power plant, and then there was a guy, like, you know, like, showing up and, and everything like that, I don't want to give away now because you got to watch it, but when I saw that, I, I said it, I think I even said it on the show that week, I'm like, please tell me they're not going to put Nuclear Man yeah, in the show, did, please, yeah. God help me, don't put him in here, so, but uh, it's definitely not, it's, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it's a great show, it really is good. My my cool takeaways from this episode though was uh, the the explanation of the, the super hearing in the beginning of the episode where yes. he's sitting down yep. and winning it. Yep. Not something we ever really got into because people did. I also was one of those people that wondered like Superman's hearing, like if he can hear everything all the time or whatever. I mean, he's essentially Professor X. I mean, with that well, in the mind. I mean, you could hear. But he did he did do that though. Like he, he they they uh, Zack Snyder's touched on that yeah. in Man of Steel because you remember when he was a kid, he was in school and he was hearing all kinds of yeah. shit all yeah, over the place, and he was seeing everything. And he and they taught him to focus it. And he and 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 this Superman essentially tells the same story. He right. goes into a little right. bit more detail. You know, he doesn't you don't have the visual. You actually have to hear him explain it, but it's 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 pretty much exactly the same thing. It it's it, it's it is it's very it's very well done. It's very well done. Yeah, what I thought was a really cool detail too, by the way, so when he leaves that scene you were talking about where they're painting and they're all having fun as a family and then he's got to go because he hears something. He mm. hears like this whole thing going on in China. He flies over there to catch a bridge. And he's got some of the paint on his hand. Yep, from this, yep. And yep. like the guy in the boat, like kind of like they smirk at each other briefly, and it's like you know, it, it's they laugh, but they laugh about it. And right, that's right. Something we never got to see before. Again, I, the further humanizing of Superman and Clark Kent is is one of my favorite aspects about this show. Um, and by the way, another key thing is him getting fired from the Daily Planet mm. was genius. So we can yeah, absolutely humanizes him even more, and, yeah, and, right. and, it, and it it makes him more human. It makes him more of I don't want to say. And look, he he has said how many times in the first three episodes he said it's a mistake. I made a mistake. I like he's he's willing to admit that he makes mistakes. He's you know obviously they didn't know he was Superman beforehand, yeah. but and Jordan actually even throws that back when he goes everything is a mistake. Bringing us here was a mistake. Getting fired was a mistake. Him. I wanted to. Slap yeah, him. I did. I was like, dude, man, like you wish. <laughs> with the wrong dude man yeah yeah like you ain't been hit by superman before <laughs> okay <laughs> okay you got powers or not you don't want to get hit by this guy <laughs> so by the way how awesome was that fight between superman when when uh that morgan egg super powered guy yeah uh, was going after lois and she presses the fucking super beeper or whatever awesome. the hell it is and he comes flying in and she even yeah. says something like oh that's not going to do anything but oh something like he will and he comes yeah. flying through that wall, and then they kind of have like a quick fight because he doesn't. Yeah, she like sta- she like stabbed him in the ear. Like that was yeah. it was like that was that was I was like yeah, Lois, go for it, baby. That's it. Yeah, like she she's just we are we are getting badass Lois too, which I love it. You know, like you see her, you know, like you see in all of Lois right now. It's 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 it's, it's like I said, it's it's awesome. Yeah, it really not like is a awesome. Damsel in distress all the time. No, nope. oh, keep saving me over and over. Margot Kidder was the damsel in distress. This chick ain't no damsel in distress. Kidder. She is. No, she's she will kick your ass, man. And I don't do it. Look, you got twin fourteen year old boys. You better be that way. So, but <laughs> she, but, I'm, but I'm telling you, she she's great. And I, I, just the, the the line of the show to me, Jorel DeBarge. Yes. <laughs> like, yes, that was so great. Like that is so, that was such a fourteen-year-old, you know, smart-ass answer. Yeah, it's a after Jarrell Debarge. I was like, oh man, I got that. That was good. I like that. 
That's a great. That's a great so, point. That's such a great line. Yeah. So they had that fight though, but I thought it was interesting is that so as bad as his Superman comes flying through that wall and attacks the guy, but he he approaches him because he doesn't know he's super powered. This figures I can overpower this guy. The guy kind of kicks his ass a little bit for a second, mm-hmm. and then he realizes, oh, I got to use my speed, my flight, my super breath, and everything like the freeze breath. He he has to use his other abilities to take him down. He still takes him down. He still whoops his ass eventually, but I thought that was an interesting dynamic around the fight. Yeah, because you could tell he was he was not gonna, you know, you could tell Superman has an approach for uh, humans and then for people kind of like him. So he came in at originally like you know he was a regular guy, and then realizing that it was not, then that's you know he completely had to change tactics there. But again, so very very well done. I I, also another another just quick thing that they talked about was they're talking about the laser eyes. Yes. And he corrects him, and he goes, "Can we just call it heat vision? For God's sake, man! Yeah. Like, can we call- Laser eyes is not a good way to describe it. It's heat vision. <laughs> like, it's just, just so great lines in the show. Just you know, between the dynamic between you know the boys and him is just really, it's it's excellent. It really is. And John and and um, Jordan's um, Jordan's football tryout reminded me very much of the Water Boy. I really, yeah, <laughs> yeah." Yeah, yeah, uh, yeah, uh, yeah. Other than the drop kicking of the tackles, yeah, I would say it's very much so much like the Water Boy. Yeah, I thought uh, I thought that's that was pretty great. Mm-hmm. Um, let's grab a few comments before we uh, before we move on to uh, the main event of the evening. Um, so actually, whoops, sorry, wrong one. Um, Jonathan, jumping in here. Anything? Uh, anyone think that Jonathan's going to develop powers too? Yeah, I think we all agreed. Uh, last week or the week before that, we kind of think that Jonathan's going to develop something at some yeah, point. Sure, it kind of seems like it's it, it should be a given. Uh, if you know, it would be that, it would be. I mean, look, and they they kind of Jarrell kind of alludes to it also about you know uh, about Jordan's powers. You know, so it could possibly be that they're the powers are split. You know, yeah, no, you're you right. know, that so. You know, cool. so it could be the fact of is that neither of them are going to be as powerful as their dad, but each of them are going to be enhanced enough that they'll be able to do something with it. So I, I, <clears throat> I definitely think that they they possibly kind of snuck that past people, um, uh, uh, with Jarrell. So that's definitely possible. I, I at least I think so. No, no, I think that's actually a great thing if they uh, like. So if Jordan has the um, the heat vision, and then maybe Jonathan gets the cold breath, and then maybe one can fly. One's got the strength. That would that would be pretty interesting if that's the yeah. case. I don't know who ends up with the hearing because that's going to be a, a big thing for them. Yeah, well, it, that may not be one of the things they get, but I think that uh, I think the way and the way that I'm looking at it as is that Jordan is is definitely has the, you know obviously Jordan's got the strength and he's got um, uh, you know just the the you know the speed and so on and so forth. But <clears throat> Jonathan seems to have um, Jonathan seems to have Clark's sense of morality. You know, he seems to have that, you know, that truth, justice in the American way type of thing going, you know, especially the way that he's, even though he doesn't, you know, he's telling his brother not to go back to football and this and that or whatever, but yet five minutes later he's in, you know, telling his dad that maybe he should be playing, you know, so even though he he may not want him there and even though that was his thing and now his brother is, not only is he on the team, but now he's better than he is and... Yeah. He's in there fighting for him to do that, and you know that's, you know that that's something that that Superman would do. You know that's that's you know so I I'm seeing that in him, you know more than I'm seeing that in Jordan. So maybe they like I said they got a little bit of each of them have a little bit of him in there. Yeah, and then regarding uh, the budget, 
Uh, Jonathan's commenting that the CW has a way bigger budget because HBO Max is shipping mm -hmm. in. I that know there sense. was I know there was a report about that, though, but I don't. I'm pretty sure that that was a proposal that was going out there. There was rumors that they were going to potentially start funding the shows a little bit more, and they wanted to co-finance them or or something like. There was some sort of like quirky thing, and then there was people thinking that they were going to take them off CW and move them all to HBO Max. I think that that's that. got to happen at some point or another. Personally, I think that's that's got to happen at some point because if the only if Disney is going to be pumping these shows out like Loki and Falcon with the Soldier, WandaVision, Mandalorian, if they're going to these shows are going to look like this, there's no way that people are going to. It's it's just <clears throat> with the way that these streaming services are set up now, you know, everything is going to be in five years from now. Regular TV is going to be a thing of the past. It's everything is going to be streaming. So, you know, they're all going to it. And, you know, the budgets are going to have, the shows are going to have to look, you know, they, they have to keep up because it's going to become a joke after a while, you know, just the way, you know, MCU started and then DCEU kind of, you know, try to play catch up. They don't want to do that. So they, they realize that Superman and Lois is a very good step forward for them. But I think that one, at, at some point or another, that DC channel on HBO Max is going to have to have all of this stuff because they, they, they if they want to compete directly with Disney Plus, that's what they're going to have to have. And the thing is, oh, sorry. The thing is, DC does TV so well that I think that would be a really good step for them. Like, you know, the, the movies are hit or miss. It depends on who you talk to and whatever, right? We've discussed that. But I think pretty much, like, for the most part, the shows have been solid that they've done with the DC characters. So oh, I yeah. really think if they, if HBO Max went, you know what, we'll do movies, but we're going to put our attention really into the show building, I think they could do something unique that Marvel isn't necessarily planning on doing with, you know, building this whole world of television or for streaming. Uh, because, you know, the MCU is the MCU. It, it'll do some television, but it's going to be predominantly movies. So I think this is an opportunity DC could jump on. This is also <clears throat> this is also where Marvel is actually trying to play catch up with with DC because mm -hmm. you know Marvel has had so, a, a degree of uh, of success with Daredevil and Jessica Jones or whatever, but not to the level of uh, of the Arrowverse and and really. Uh, you know, Arrow was a show. I mean, look, if, if anybody would have told you 15 years ago, if we would have told you that, you know, a show about the Green Arrow was going to kick off an entire, you know, world right. within within the DC, you would have been like, what, what are you kidding me? Oliver Queen? Come on. They got the art, you know, really, that that's that's what's going to kick it all off. But they did a great job with that show. And it has just it has grown and grown and grown and grown. And. If you look at what the, all the shows that they put out, they've had very few misses. Like, really, they have very, very few misses. You know, Marvel, you can argue, has had more misses than um, than DC has had with the, with the TV show. So, you know, Marvel is kind of incorporating the show's built around the universe which which built around their cinematic universe which is the right way to do it because it's you know it's so popular it makes that's their cash cow so it, it makes sense for them to have a streaming service not only where you can get all the movies but now you're going to intertwine that you have to have disney plus all the time because you got to see the next show that's tied to the next movie that's tied to the show coming up after that so they're going to have content constantly and that's kind of going to keep us employed so that's you know it's a good thing for us if you ask me but it's it's really the you know the, the way Marvel is doing it is kind of not piggybacking off of DC, but realizing that the shows are going to be as important as as the as the movies, and you know they're off to a great start, and DC's got to continue to keep it up, and they're going to have to step up their game, and I think HBO Max is going to have to come into that eventually. Well, I think that's an interesting point because 
They, D, I know DC. I agree. Like they've enacted the TV show thing more often. Marvel did have Inhumans, which failed miserably. That was like really, really bad. I was essentially dead upon arrival. Yes, it was. Um, you know, Jason and I and Rick actually, all three of us enjoyed Cloak and Dagger with Marvel, but you know, it only Iron, had Iron Fist was not well received. Well, no, I, Iron Fist was not well received. I I would argue to probably say d- the three seasons of Daredevil and Jessica Jones were probably honestly, and Luke Cage. Luke Cage was very good. And Luke Cage, I yeah. pr- and Defender and Punisher. Uh, Punisher was excellent. Yep, I would argue that those were much better than anything that C- that DC has done on TV. But I I see what your point is though is that those only you know it was due to the Netflix Marvel deal where they had to kind of end that unceremoniously. Because I think they would have continued. Daredevil would still be going, and Punisher and all these shows would be in season five and six by now. Agreed, agreed. But it kind of sucks that that happened. DC, though, for HBO Max, they oh, they do have their their corner, though. They have Titans now. They have Doom Patrol. We have a Green Lantern Corps show coming on that. Um, mm-hmm. There's also that, uh, they're calling it a Gotham PD, uh, not to be confused with the Gotham. But Gotham PD is supposed to be spun off of the Batman, you know, Robert Pattinson's Batman movie. So I think they kind of... Which is a smart idea, which is a smart very, idea. I mean, it's, oh, that's smart. built off of Matt Reeves' universe. That's a, that's yeah. a good thing. But I so. think, but I think with, with my approach, and I don't think it's a bad one, is that DC is taking that approach where they're like, we're going to come at you with our HBO Max DC stuff, and they still own CW, so they're going to have their CW corner as well, and we're going to come out with you with both angles. So mm-hmm. they and they could also keep making money through that, and you know we'll see. But yeah, Marvel's taking a different approach now with their whole TV thing, as we've seen that and the MCU. These shows are really, really involved in the MCU, and their MCU budget shows, which we can get to when we talk about our next topic, WandaVision. Well, I and just right before we get into this, I will say that if the if the if Falcon with the Soldier and Loki and Hawkeye and these other shows that are coming out are half as good as WandaVision, we just I, I don't even, I I may I may lose my mind like by the end of the summer at this rate. I mean, cuz this show was just this show was was so amazing. Yeah, it's it was it was next level. But man, so we talked about this. We texted about this. That we were after watching this episode, we were kind of sad. And like Tony and I admitted that we missed Wandavision after watching the finale because we knew it was over. Yeah, I, I'm the um, same. I'm the same way. It's like, but I, I want to look forward to next Friday. But, but I know how the story ends now. <laughs> yeah, it's mm-hmm. just like, damn it! Mm-hmm. Like we're, this is the week off. We don't know what we're gonna do with ourselves on Friday. It's gonna be kind of strange. Mm-hmm. Um, no pun intended again. Um, <laughs> I, I but, well, very good. Uh, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Eddie, I've come to bargain. <laughs> so, for you know, the overall thoughts of this is that I, to me, the season, the series finale of WandaVision was essentially a third act of an MCU film. I mean, that's kind of the way I saw it. They they built it up. They led up to it. Of you know, tip of the cap, you know, literally too, to uh, Kevin Feige and to Marvel for taking this approach of like, we're going to take this weird, zany idea of showing people, um, you know, TV shows and we're going to do an homage to old, old school TV shows and we're going to use it to be this mystery to unveil over, over nine episodes. And we're going to, we're going to get to that. And so it turned some people off actually in the first two episodes. They were like, what the hell am I watching? 
but though you know we took a different approach because we knew that the facade was only one thing but we were there was really something behind it and that's the approach i think you needed to take because yeah if they were just doing tv shows and it was leading up to nothing they'd be like all right what the hell is going on here yeah but the payoffs that we got were crazy we had some people complain about it because all their fan theories didn't come true and why 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 they were crying about it our panel i can safely say absolutely loved it and didn't give a crap about our fan theories not coming true that we've discussed on this show and put ourselves out there with guess what spoiler alert mephisto is nowhere to be found no 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 we're gonna get to that i wouldn't word it that way he doesn't let's put it this way mephisto doesn't show up in this episode i'll leave i'll leave it at that he was nowhere to be found in the episode we did not see al pacino pop up and go i'm mephisto i'm here that, that's what I meant in those terms. We'll, we'll, we're definitely going to get to our what the hell do we think this all means in the end. But it kind of played out like that. Like, the, see, this, um, the episode opens, guns blazing, you know, it picks up immediately right where we left off last week. They're in the street. Mm-hmm. Uh, Agatha Harkness has the kids, you know, choking them and stuff, and Wanda's in the street right there. And they, they get into this, you know, this quick fight that's there. And then... You know the kids. The kids get away, and Wanda throws a fucking car, like very much like Tim, very much like Tim's Volkswagen thing for for Superman and Batman fight. Hits it with a fucking car, and uh, the best thing about it was the two boots under the yep. house, a nod to Wizard of Oz. How awesome! How how, how, oh, how great! How great was that? <laughs> I mean, how great was that? I saw it right away. I was like, oh my god, it was so great. I laughed my ass off. Immediately. Bro, there have been so many moments like this of just little things where you see it and you're just like, oh, oh I know what that means. It's just, it's, it's from the from the first episode. And bro, and I went from. I went from that for what I tell you that I was watching the first episode the first night and 10 minutes in I was ready to text you both saying what the fuck am I watching right right literally that's what I was going to text you and I went from that to sitting literally on the edge of my seat through the entire 47 minutes of the of the finale amazing job by them by that on that amazing job especially with little things like that like with the with the car the house and the boots like that just Perfectly done. So we were all there. We were all there, kind of like if you remember Captain America in the, in, in uh, the Avengers in the original, where he's just like, "Oh yeah, I get that reference." And he's talking about mm-hmm. the flying monkeys. Thing. Yep. Yes, that's right. Yep, yep. <laughs> all over again. We were, we, were, we were Captain America right then. Yep, yep. I know what he's doing. I know that. Uh-huh. <laughs> I get that one. Um, but then White Vision shows up right after that. By the way. Oh and my god. He literally tries. To crush Wanda's head, he grabs her, and you could hear oh like God. some almost cracking. And, and it's funny because I don't know. Again, it's insanity, but it was like it reminded me she was going literal kids in a hall on him about I'm crushing your head, crushing your crush, head. Crush, mm-hmm. crush. He went to crush her, crush her head. And and I I got to give it to Paul Bettany here because again, man, what range? Just like looking at him, and he's like White Vision has this like constant sneer, mm-hmm. right? And he looks at her, and he just goes. And they said you were powerful. And it was like, it's such a 180 from the vision we've gotten that mm-hmm. I'm like, wow, is that Paul Bettany too? That's amazing. Like, he's so good. Well, and remember, and, and you know, the remember that the, the original vision was created by who? 
smart-ass Tony Stark. So, yeah. obviously, he wasn't going to create a robot that wasn't going to have some type of personality. You know right. what I'm saying? So, he was going to have that. It was going to have that in there. This was not designed by Tony. This was designed by uh, by Sword. So, you got the, you know, the, the, the straight-faced, you know, just, you know, no, no, you know, no nonsense kind of thing. And that'll come out, obviously, later when we get to that scene. Yeah. So, the next scene that's there that we get to is, like, uh, it's a scene with Sword... And they're kind of taking a look on it, and then Jimmy Woo walks in, one of, one of our all-time favorites, and he does this whole bluff to Hayward. Hayward's laying it down, and he's got his cute little, uh, oh, you know, you should have, you know, you should have vision. And Jimmy yeah. Woo's like, yeah, that's that's a good one. All right. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Okay. But then Jimmy's like, well, how about my boys in Quantico? They're going to be here within the hour. And he's like, get him out of here. He's, he's bluffing. And we all know, like, he's probably full of shit. And then, he, then they show him calling on the phone and like, listen, do you think that you guys can get it within the hour? That was hilarious. <laughs> absolutely hilarious. Gets himself out of the handcuffs, which yeah. was great. Another. The magic starts off as a fun nod to, do you remember this in the movie he was in? And yeah. it literally saves the entire day. Yeah. It, it yep. is such a wonderful payoff for that. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Yeah. That was... <laughs> <laughs> exactly. That was absolutely tremendous, man. Jimmy Woo. Thank God we're going to see him again in, in uh, Ant Man and the Wasp. Uh, oh, Mania. Like, oh, we have not seen Jimmy the Woo. last. Of, yeah, we have not seen the last of Jimmy Woo. That's for sure. Absolutely. So then the next thing we get to is you know Agatha attacks Wanda in Town Square. I mean, she goes right after, right in front of everybody. Like they're pulling, you know, kids' gloves are off now, man. We're going at it. And then she has this during this speech. She reveals one thing that we got right here. Yes. So one of the things we did get right. She's like, listen, there's this whole thing about the Darkhold. You're in there's this whole chapter about the Scarlet Witch. You are the Scarlet Witch. And she you know, brings back the Darkhold. So now, as much as we did get that right, yes, the appearance is a little bit different. But for those who are unfamiliar, the Darkhold, I'll repeat it again, made its appearance in Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., was tied to Ghost Rider on that series, and also apparently appeared in Runaways. But I did not watch Runaways, so I can't really get into that too much. But... Yeah, so the Darkhold was mentioned, so they confirmed what that book was. So there was something that was being theorized by many fans that that did pay off. Um, and then they're you know telling us a whole chapter about um, the Scarlet Witch. But in this chapter, Agatha also mentions that the Scarlet Witch is more powerful than the Sorcerer Supreme, mm-hmm. who right now is Doctor Strange. That's so that's mm-hmm. a big thing. That's not that obviously a, a throwaway line. There, we're just like, hey, listen. You are more powerful now. She may not be as knowledgeable as, as Doctor Strange at this point, but you are you are damn well more powerful than him. So that's another like you know nugget of info bomb that was like dropped on us, and that she's the de- she's destined to destroy the world, which is you know a, a scary whole thing. But then Wanda says, "Listen, I don't cast spells. I'm not a witch. You know, I didn't have no one taught me these things. Blah blah blah." And then Agatha to kind of like prove her point starts freeing the people of Wanda's mind control right there in the square, in town square, and then you start getting some looks. Like, mm-hmm. you know. And you get uh, you get the woman, I think Dottie was her name in the show, mm-hmm. played by Emma Caulfield, who's a Buffy the Vampire Slayer alum, which I, you know, always love to see them. Uh, but she has this wonderful, heartbreaking moment of like, oh, I have a daughter. Maybe she could be friends with the boys. Maybe she could be a bully. I really just want to see my daughter and hold her. And it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it kind of reinforces, like, you know, even though Wanda's going through some stuff, she's also putting these people through some stuff, you know? Well, that was a heartbreaking moment. 
Right, and what about the woman that said, "If if if you're not going to let us go, then just kill me because I can't yes. live like this anymore." Yeah, like that's and, and that kind of, and I think that's really the thing that kind of kind of shook her out of this thing was that realizing that I can't, I, I'm torturing these people. I'm not, I'm not meaning to do it, but I'm doing it, and I, I can't do this anymore. And at that point is when she decides she's going to break the hex so that they can that they can actually exit and get out of there. Yeah, there, and that, that's like really jarring to know. Like that really laid it out for Wanda mm-hmm. how much you know pain these people are in and what you're really doing. And it, yeah, you're right. No, Tony, you're 100 percent right. That kind of like snapped her out of it there for a yeah. bit. But right. then they cut away. I'm sorry, go ahead. No, I was gonna say she says that no, 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 you guys are fine. I've made it so you're at peace. So it, you, it further yeah. she doesn't realize what she's done. Right, and remember that Vision was the one that saw the woman that was with the with the clothesline that she was crying like this, and he's the one that talked to Norm that he yeah. was all concerned about his sister who had been sick. So there, you know, she did. Re- she really didn't know what anybody else because I think what she did was she put whatever she did, and then she just kind of blocked it all out. Like she, if you notice, she doesn't only engages the people that engage her. Like she wasn't going out looking for anything else because she didn't really want to know. I think that she just basically wanted to you know live in her happiness and not have any of these other things that would you know so she didn't want to know it was like an all like a don't ask don't tell kind of a thing and then but by hearing it from everybody real made her realize like i i I can't do this to these people anymore they you know i have to let them go i have to free them and she does yeah and and you can look at it like if you want to look at the show this way that the whole hex and everything could be a metaphor of somebody you know for someone creating their own little world obviously this is on an mcu level and a literal sense but, you know, when you're going through grief and going through a lot of shit, you do create your own whole little world that you don't want to be bothered in. And that, that's kind of what I got from the whole hex and a yeah. lot of things from the show. Agreed. Uh, Agreed. But we, so then they quickly cut over and then we find out a huge reveal. Another thing, which, by the way, I will say was half right. But we got it also tremendously wrong. Uh, the big reveal was uh, in Fietro, as, as Agatha calls him. We get to see the man cave that he's got Monica locked up in. But uh-huh. when he asks her, you know, he's like, search for a dude and ask him, like, you know, hey, you like Steven Seagal? <laughs> I was absolutely, like, out of left field and hilarious. <laughs> I mean, how ridiculous was that? It was just like, what the fuck are you even was, talking about? Right it was now? so strange. Yeah, that was that was hilarious. Uh, but then she but also wasn't. But wasn't the wasn't the episode he was in though? Wasn't that the nineties? Yes. yes, yes, it was. It was Malcolm I in the Middle. Look at it like that. Yeah. So that would probably be because that's where he was created. He never, mm-hmm. he never kind of went forward with the whole thing. So he's like, so his Steven Seagal is the man, and all of a sudden, exactly, yeah. exactly. So that's kind of that's it, that it makes sense. I had to go back and think about that line. I'm like, why would he be saying? <laughs> Wait a minute, he came in in the '90s. Like that would be the reason he said that. So that's uh, again, great writing, great writing right there. He watches Under Siege and like Above the Law and Hard to Kill like repeatedly over. <laughs> 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 that's great. Um, so, but then we find out, by the way, so Monica, imagine that, that's that's what we find out that he's watching. But then we found out a massive reveal. So, Fietro, his name, his real name, he's just a guy named Matt Boner. Yes. <laughs> and he's an actor, right? Because that's, they got his head. Yeah, he has like a headshot there. That, that's there. So he's an actor named Matt Boner. That's there. And even Monica looks like, she's like, really? 
Boner, and he's like, Boner? Uh, boner. Yeah. <laughs> and just like walks away, like very Beavis and Butthead style. But he was being controlled by a necklace, apparently, because um, yep. Monica uses her abilities to like see through and she can identify the necklace mm-hmm. that's, that's controlling him. Um, what did you guys think of the reveal? So, where, so obviously, we find out that he is Ralph. Right, essentially. So, yeah. It was Ralph Boner, by the way. It was Ralph, uh, Ralph Boner. Boner. Sorry, yeah. not Matt Boner. Ralph Boner, my bad. Um, I don't know where the hell I got Matt from. But Ralph Boner. So we find out, essentially, that he is Ralph, which we did say it could be one and the same, mm-hmm. but not Mephisto. Not Mephisto. Obviously not Mephisto. Very so, far yes, from Mephisto. Got that, yeah, not, not Mephisto at all. He's, <laughs> he's watching Steven Seagal movies on repeat, apparently in his man cave, and, you know, laughing about Boners. Uh, you know, a, a, cra- a crazy reveal there. Some people I, I actually, out there comparing this switch, by the way, to one that I despise in the Iron Man three bait and switch. I'm sorry, I don't think there's no, any. Comparison. It's not even anything. No, no, no. I, and no. I, there was here's, look. Here's why I'm gonna. There was nothing close comparison. like that. Jason, go here's, ahead. here's why I'm gonna dispel this comparison because the MCU gave us Pietro. And he, they killed him in front of us in Age of Ultron. We saw him dead, right? Yes. So if any of us, and I am one of those people because I really like Evan Peters and I really wanted him in the show uh, or in the MCU as Pietro. So any of us who fell for it, it's kind of on us because yep. we saw the real Pietro get killed. In Iron Man 3, we were sold a bill of goods that the Mandarin was afoot and there was no Mandarin. That's the difference. Exactly. If, if, if the Mandarin showed up and died in Iron Man 1, and then they did this in Iron Man 3, well, shame on you for believing them. <laughs> it's true. I mean, people who put like their fan beliefs not coming true on the writers of the show and say, you failed because what I conjured up in my mind didn't come true, I'm sorry. That's you're ridiculous. An, you're an idiot. And to see people be yeah, uh, to see people this upset that their their theory about what happened or what was going to happen not co- didn't come true. It's just, I mean, guys, I mean, really, you can you go to the movies because you want to see what happens, not that you think you know what happens and then it abs- it actually happens. I mean, nobody could tell you what happened. No one knew that what was going to happen in Infinity War. No one knew what was going to happen in Endgame. The the beauty behind those films was that you went to see it and you didn't know what was going to happen and. And then they blew your fucking mind when you went to see it. That is what this is all about. It's not about you figuring it out, and then it's not you know it's not just tied up in a little bow and say here you go. It's exactly what you want, and here it is. It doesn't yeah, work that way. We, we all theorize we, about shit, and it, it, you know, sometimes it comes true, sometimes it doesn't. You fucking right. do it. That's it. Like but yes, we, we most of us probably figured Infinity War was going to end on an Empire Strikes Back style dark note. Anyone who's read the comics, we knew they were getting wiped out. We knew that was going to happen. Thanos was going to snap his fingers, and people were going to fucking go. We knew it. We didn't like the movie because we knew it was going to happen. We liked it because it was well-written and still and well-done. Jason, sorry. It was well-done. That's yeah. okay. I was going to say, we can all agree that the presence of Mojo would only make any property he's in better. However, <laughs> the absence of Mojo does not make this, this series uh, finale garbage. Because, all right, I didn't get my Mojo. I cried over it. I'm admitting it. But you know what I did get? I got a thoughtful end to a very well-told story. And you know what? I'll take that over Mojo anything. 
I think there's a lot of things we would all take over Mojo. I mean, Mojo was really cool. There was there was, Mojo was cool in the X-Men 2 video game. I thought that was really cool. I mean, I guess, you know. Like, I was I mean, pulling was, for you, bro. Listen, I was I was pulling for you. I really was. Not. Stop it. You're a liar. I, I, was I, was, I was not pulling for it from week two, but I was pulling for it in the middle of that episode. I'm like, I, you know what? I just Let him just say the word, Mojo. That's all I wanted. It doesn't even have to have the character. Just say the word. Like, just like, you know, don't mess my mojo up or something like that. Give me, give the guy something that he can hang his hat on, for Christ's sake. And he didn't do that. That's the, that's the, actually, that's, that's the most disappointing thing, I think, for me, was that he didn't, he didn't get his, re, his mojo reference. And, and I, uh, I put on Facebook today, bro. I said, you were absolutely going to tell us all about, you know, the, 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 this, you know, the heartbreak that you had that you wouldn't get that. But, and yet, here we are. And here we are. And I'm still happy with it. I'm still happy yes. with what we got. And Steve Rogan's right with us. You know, the, the show's built for fan theories and hidden yeah. things, but you got to appreciate the fun of that and just see what happens. That's 100. That's well well put. It, it's 100 percent what it is. We could all theorize, and that's what we have fun. Why we kind of like the fact that it's not just dropped in one block and say, "Here, here's Disney Plus dropping nine episodes of WandaVision, and there's no fan theories. Then those go out the window. People binge them, and then it's it's you get it, you inhale it, and then it's over. And then you think it's cool for a few days, and that's it. But again, not not what the not what's built for. We have fan theories because it's just fun. Like you don't have to predicate your enjoyment of the show based on whether your fan theories got right. I mean, Jada's not crying in a corner in a dark room somewhere because Magneto didn't show up. Right. You know, like that right. that didn't happen. I mean, I didn't have to go resuscitate Tony at his house because Magneto didn't show up. I mean, shit, <clears> that, these were that things was... that were on the line. And I'm, I'm th and I'm actually thankful for that. So I mean, you know, I didn't want to have to be resuscitated. So that was such a good thing, I think. But yeah, look, I mean, the the big the to me the big reveal in this show was Agatha. I mean, that was the thing yes. we kind of you know we saw it coming. It was done very very well. It was done very very well. You know, the whole the you know the black and purple magic, the the dark hole, the you know the 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 cellar, the hex, the her taking her through all of those memories her finding out exactly what she is and the power that she has and then Agatha basically setting it all up telling her all of this shit and then she gets you know and then and then now you know she knows exactly what to do to become even more powerful than she really was she could have just went on living her life not knowing all of this shit until someone told her what it was and then she did and it ends up being ends up being her downfall in the end of it mm -hmm. so uh, it, it's 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 really it's i, I this show has really been a well-written there's been so many easter eggs there's been so many different things that you've been able to pick up it's been so much fun that's what it is when you when you watch these things look if i wanted to read a comic book if I wanted to read a comic book and then see it just come to life, okay, you, you know the whole fucking story. Like, why would you want that? Like, I, I want to the intrigue. That's what the, makes an Easter egg fun is the fact that you can, you know, listen to, you know, watch these shows and and see what they have and see the little nuggets they give you and then try to put something together. Some of it's going to be right. Some of it's not. And that's the fun part of the whole thing, for me at least. No, that's the whole experience. And listen, Jason and I have talked about comic books and for like God knows how many years now, too. And it didn't matter. We were piecing together House of M because it looks like it was going to play out like that. And so far, you know, it hasn't. But there were some beats that were borrowed, mm -hmm. and there were some that were not. And that's fine. They're allowed to do a new version of the story. They don't have to just go 
panel for panel, whatever your comic book adaptation is. Right. I mean, that right. would just be a waste of time. Right. And let me tell you something that if they did, and if if all of our if all of my personal fan theories were right, I wouldn't have gotten my favorite moment in this episode, which we are about to hit get to, Eddie. I think it's the next one you were getting to. Yeah. Is the vision versus vision sort yes. of discussion? Yeah. Like they're fighting and it's great fight scenes. They're like they're phasing through each other and it's so cool to watch them. But the fact that vi the visions they don't punch they could fight each other in ad infinitum. Who cares? They're both robots who can kick the hell out of each other. But mm -hmm. the fact that their their conflict is ended by a thought experiment, a paradox, and the reactivating a discussion. Vision, a discussion. I mean it's it's and I love that in these like the MCU does this more and more. And I love like you get lots of action, 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 but no no. Action isn't always the way to resolve a conflict. Let's have this. And, and the writing on that, which, I, Eddie, I'm sure you have it written down. I forgot to write it down. But what is it called? The, 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 ship, ship, of the ship of Theseus. That's it. The Ship of Theseus uh, paradox. Like, what a wonderful way for them to sort of go, well, we're both vision, but they're not. But we're not. Well, I've got to go think on this. And that's the end of the fight. Mm -hmm. Like, it was such a brilliant moment. It was my favorite moment in the episode. Yeah, so the fact that Vision t basically tells him, look, you're me. You just don't know it because they're mm -hmm. keeping it from you. And yeah. and the way that that, again, the way that that scene is written and the discussion that they had is, is it's beautiful. It's beautiful to see them, you know, go back and forth. And you can see, you know, I mean, and, and I think it's hilarious that Betty that he revealed that, that the cameo was him, that he wanted to work with himself. And that's exactly what he did. But, you know, but it was just so well done that, you know, just the way that it was like, I didn't know what the fuck they were talking about. But I understood exactly what it was as I'm watching the scene because it was done so well. Yeah, no, you're right. And it, it, essentially the breakdown is, I know we, we jumped in, but fuck it. Well, let's get into this, this scene here, the whole ship of Theseus scene. I mean, essentially what they're saying is, you know, to give the, the short version is just pretty much saying, you know, you have, you know, I thought I was Vision until I, you know, Wanda, Wanda's Vision is saying, I thought I was Vision until upon meeting you. And now there's a completely different story. You have the actual body of vision, but they're hiding their thoughts. So the question is, like, if you have the body but none of the memories, but if it was some person otherwise believes that they are, who is really the right, the real vision? And, you know, who's the real thing? We're essentially talking about the ship of Theseus. If you take out certain panels and stuff like that, or you replace certain planks and replace them with new ones that worked on, is either one actually the original? So essentially... The more you know, the you know, Wanda's vision says you are vision and like helps to say they, they're holding your memories from you, they're holding you down so you can't see it. And he's like, Yes, to be easily more controlled as a weapon. And mm -hmm. he kind of pretty much like touches upon his head and then he, you know, he jogs his memories and, uh, and um, you know, helps them get rid of whatever sword control had over him. And then bang, he's got his memories back. They show the flashes of his entire thing. And his eyes turn back to regular. He says, I am Vision. Which he essentially has been restored and then flies off. And he, Wait, and he says it matter-of-factly. And he, exactly, he says it matter-of-factly like, I am Vision. Like, yeah. basically him telling him, look, you are, we're one and the same. You know, and that's an, an amazing part about this is that this Vision, right, the, 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 the Wanda's Vision is just not even like fucking alive. <laughs> yeah, and it, this is a figment of of her magic. 
and yet he interacted with the actual, you know, with the the new vision, which is I'm assuming that's the vision we're going to have from now on, yeah. and he basically is able to describe and 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 tell him we're one and the same. You are you are me, and you need to know that this is you need to live freely, and that's it. And that and, yeah. and he is able to prove to him through a theory. Not through, you know, do you listen to me? Look, this is what happened. This is what happened. He gained his trust through intellect, mm -hmm. okay? And that's exactly, they, you know, by, by doing that, he's, that's why he was like, I'm, I'm you know, I, yes, I understand what that means. Yes, I know what that is. And he basically, there was no way for him to go around it. And he understood at that point and trusted him enough to allow him to become who he really was, who is actually Vision. Yeah, and and Jason, for you know, we we read some of we read some Avengers comics and stuff over the years and stuff, so we're we're from, fairly familiar with Vision. That scene was like the most Vision scene we've oh, ever gotten in the MCU, by the way, because that's absolutely. totally how something he would do. Absolutely, because Vision, like he fights if he has to, but he's a creature of logic. He's a creature of intellect. Yeah, and that's exactly how that was resolved. Mm -hmm. uh, before exactly. we, we jump to the uh, next scene, Rogan's got. This is hilarious. <laughs> At the end of the fight was a great way to leave a one night stand while your memories come back. I need to tell the girl I have vision. That's great. I am actually like tearing up. Like, why? This is hilarious. Oh my god! god. And the crazy thing is, is that I can almost kind of picture growing doing this, and just I with a serious thing saying, "I, I could do." I envision, and then just out the window. And that's it. Bravo. Wow. Bravo, Steve. Yeah, that was that beautiful. Nicely done. Oh my god, that's that's hilarious. Hilarious. Oh my god. So we funny. jump back. I'm gonna try to get it together. <laughs> <laughs> uh, we jump back a scene. <laughs> oh no. So the hex so after the people are asking Wanda to free her. <laughs> I can't. <laughs> oh god, that's great. All right, I'm sorry. Uh, I'm sorry. I don't. I can't even read the damn thing. <laughs> uh, <clears throat> so once Wanda snapped out of it, she starts to like. Okay, they've got a point. Let me go ahead and like get rid of the hex. So as the hex dissipates, by the way, Vision, her Vision shows up, and so do the twins. And then she sees them disappearing, essentially. They were always almost like they were getting snapped out of existence, and they were starting to fade away. So obviously she's like, oh, shit, I got to figure something out. They can't exist without the Hex. So she closes it back together. And before Wally was dissipated, she tells the people of Westview, get out of here. Go. I'm freeing you. Like, this yeah. is over. But then obviously once she sees her family can't exist without it. She's, she's got to close she, it. Yeah, she's got to <clears throat> close it and try to figure out another way, which was, was something you would expect. And then... That leads into some a awesome... Great line. A great oh, I, line. I, I, oh, I have it. This is definitely here. It's a great line. So they're in the, they're in the square, in uh, the town square, and then Sword is in there because Sword jumped in when they saw the opportunity that the Hex was dissipating. Fucking let's run in there. Let's go. You know, let's get in there. Let's get them now. And then when the family's together, you got Agatha's coming at them from one angle, and then you got Sword coming at them from another angle. Like you know, and then uh, White Vision is there because this is before the ship of Theseus is seen, and then they they kind of have this like Incredibles pose where they're which, all there together, which I thought was hilarious. Yeah. Especially since it was on the marquee that was standing right behind yep, yes. them in that episode. Exactly. So exactly. So again, Marvel just 
hitting us with all the freaking awesome like knowledge and, and deep dives here. They they go with that, and then one of the one of the things Vision says, we didn't prepare you for this. Talking to uh, Tommy and Billy, your and mother and I, like, but you were born for it. Yep. Yeah. How awesome is that? Yep. And then she awesome. also hits hits them with hits us with another line. Right when she looks like she's about to go fight Agatha, she's like, "Boys, handle the military. Mommy will be right back." Mm-hmm. Boss, well, well, yep, that's yep. awesome. Yeah. That was uh, that that scene where we, when when Vision says that he goes, "Your mother and I never got to prepare you for this." That was just like I was like, "Oh, dude, this is so great! <laughs> this is so great!" Yeah. It's just. Like, there have been, mom of the year right there. Bro, there have been so many great great lines in this show. Like it really they I mean in all seriousness, you have the the line from the episode, you know, the um <clears throat> the episode where she goes back through her memories, you know, that uh, that the you know, the grief uh is love pre- persevered uh, pre- persevered. Yep. Like that was such a great line. And then you have this and then, you know, just there have been so many great lines in this in this show. And I I I know I've said it a million times I'm beating a dead horse, but it's just it goes back to writing. I mean, it's just, it's written, it's written so beautifully. It really, it was great. Yeah, so then, for some, by the way, and then the next thing is pretty nuts when you think about it. So then Director Haywood is about, takes out a handgun, is about to shoot Billy and Tommy, by the way, with no hesitation, and Monica Rambeau uses her powers and absorbs the bullets that's there, but then we also see behind them, Wiccan is just like doing, you know, he does his own thing, he can handle and protect himself, and they have that cool little exchange like, oh, nice trick. Oh, you know, yeah, I like yours too. Another thing, like line after line after line. Yeah, it's like, just, it's, I'm telling you, just back and forth. It's, awesome, it's been man. so, it's it, everything. Everything. So then, not a minute of the show I didn't enjoy. Yeah, and then then we get the ship of Theseus scene, which we just broke down. Mm-hmm. And Rogan, you know, hit us with, with his, <sighs> his takeaway of uh, <laughs> takeaway of that. Which he has a question in here that we'll, we'll get to quick before moving on. Uh, why couldn't she just minimize the hex around the house and just live there? I get it's isolated, but at least everyone's alive. It's there not were, really a life. It's yeah, not, you it's know, not. she realized that yeah. it's not a life, and that she. I think she realized at some point that, you know, she needed to be able to move on. I think going back through her memories <clears throat> and seeing that and realizing that, you know, she just she needed to, you know, to, to she couldn't live like this. That it needed to, she needed to move on from it. And I, and I. Well, we'll get into theories later, but it's you know that was you know she realized that it was there was no way that that this can continue that you know with you know it wouldn't be fair to the boys it wouldn't be fair to them just to live in the house by themselves so yeah. it just you wasn't gonna that. wasn't gonna wasn't gonna work out. So but then Wanda so then Wanda goes ahead and sneaks behind Agatha and hits her with her mind control thing that she we saw a lot of in, in Avengers: Age of Ultron. But then and not it, since and never since by the never way never since never yeah. since. Mm-hmm. So then they take them back to the Salem Witch Trials, and they're there. But then, you know, Agatha's playing along and playing coy. But then she flips the script on them. And then all of a sudden, all the witches that she destroyed and and took all their powers kind of, like, zombify and come back to life. And they're all like, oh, you're the Scarlet Witch. You're the Scarlet Witch. So it's almost like they're going to go after her and take her down. But then she, like, kind of, like, punches her back into reality. You know, or her, you know, to the MCU and, and gets her out of that quickly, which I thought was a really smart move by Agatha to play along. Like, oh, you got mm-hmm. me, you got me, but no, nah, no, nah, not really. Mm-hmm. Um, we got you again. Uh, and then there's a sky battle, that which we've had a lot of them. We didn't mention this before, but there was a sky battle with the visions going on in the background for most of the episode. But then there's a real sky battle handle uh, takes place with Agatha 
and uh, and Wanda. When Agatha, you know, Wanda's hitting her with everything, and you know, she Agatha's telling her, you know, give me your power. This is it. Like, you know, you're not. I'll, I'll help you out. I'll help fix your whole thing, and you can have your whole world. And it's fine. Just give me it because I want to. You know, she wants to be able to do all the stuff that she's doing. But you, while she's while um, Wanda's hitting her with this, she starts like decaying. She's kind of like, <clears> like she's losing her ability, like 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 the witches at Sa- like at the witches from the Salem witch uh, at the Salem witch trials. Yeah, like just like we saw there. But then we find out that Wanda essentially goes ahead and that she put the runes in the sky, like massive runes, to cover all of Westview. And if you remember back, she's like, you know, oh, so the runes are only the one who the witch who cast the runes could only use her abilities in this and they're using within her magic. space. Within mm-hmm. the space, which she has it covering all of Westview at that point. Mm-hmm. And then Agatha's pretty much painted into a corner and she doesn't know what to do. And, you know, Wanda essentially, like, almost takes her. She takes all her magic back and she looks like she's taking part of Agatha's magic back, if not all of it. And then she makes herself a new uh, Scarlet Witch suit out of this, I guess, you know, in, in the which end. Which looks awesome. I it love does. phenomenal. It does. Like, I'm so happy to find because. I, I love the Scarlet Witch in the comics. I don't know much about her, but I'm, I'm a big X-Men fan. She was all around the X-Men yeah. for a while. Um, I And I know, of course, like they couldn't they couldn't use Scarlet Witch. They couldn't put her in the outfit because of the rights issues. So knowing that now they don't have that, when she gets the name, I got excited. And when I saw her in the outfit, I got so excited. It looked so good. Yep. Yeah, and another thing I love about the whole Scarlet Witch thing, because that's one of the th- uh, through lines throughout the series, is that she becomes, you know, Wanda Maximoff becomes the Scarlet Witch, mm. but not just in name. They built the whole, you know, theory around it, and then Darkhold, and there's like a prophecy, and, yeah. and all this other stuff, which I thought was really cool. It gave it like a lot more meaning. There's someone just saying, "Oh yeah, you're Scarlet Witch. Uh, yeah, you wear red. Okay, fine." Right. Yeah, she's not Scarlet Witch. She is the Scarlet Witch, right. which has some importance in this world of witchcraft that you know we've just learned. So I think you're right. That's a big difference. Yeah, and then Grogan pointing out too. I really, uh, they really played up. Agatha teaching Wanda over the last two episodes, which yeah, it's definitely a thing. They, I, I yes. don't, yeah, I, I know. Jonathan actually, I brought that up last week. Do we think that's going to happen? We can share that in our theories going forward. Uh, oh, but you guys mm-hmm. would know better than me. Uh, <laughs> listen, we're all fans. We all know the same damn things. We all can Google whatever we want, and maybe we knew it already or didn't. But you know, it's all that we're all we're all taking a ride together, man. Right. Um, so, yeah, so they definitely lean into that, and we can get into our theories there. But uh, at the end of it, though, Wanda banishes Agatha to Westview. Okie dokie, artichokey. Which, hilarious again. Great, great line there. So she pretty much turns her into the noisy neighbor that she was pretended to be, and, and is like, pretty much you're going to be stuck in this. Screw you. That's it. And then Agatha tells her, you know, you don't know what you've done. You don't know what you've unleashed, and then you're going to need me. And she's like, I well, can teach you. I, I can, can teach, teach you. you. Exactly. That's that was not that again. Uh, I've said it. Uh, we've said it a million times. There are no throwaway lines in this show. That's one of them. That is and, definitely and, one of them going forward. And she follows it up by saying, if I need you, I know where to find you. Again, not a throwaway yes. line. We're, nope. This is not the last we're nope. going to see of Agatha. Absolutely nope. not. And it no shouldn't way. be. Was it Catherine Hahn? That's the uh, yes. the actress's mm-hmm. name. Like we we've been talking about how great Olsen and Bettany are. I also want to throw in Catherine Hahn. She deserves a fucking Emmy. She deserves an Emmy. She was fantastic. Yeah, they they they've all been fantastic. With, mm-hmm. 
you know, on the show. But you definitely not throwaway lines. We know we're going to see Agatha again. Uh, and then pretty much another a sad thing is that right afterwards, you know, Vision is talking to Wanda. And they know that the hex is going to go away. And he's like, I know you're going to do the right thing. You'll put everything right. But and, not for us. But not for us. And you know it. And then also, if you know Wiccan's abilities, reading minds and stuff, he knew what was going on. They, were, they weren't oblivious to this. It wasn't like right. the kids were there. Right. So pretty sad moment when they go ahead, they go back to their house. They go back to the looking normal again and stuff. And they go to, you know, Vision and Wanda go to tuck the boys to bed. And there's a whole, there's a conversation there that, that takes place. And one of the most heartfelt ones before they walk away to have their own goodbye is saying, you know, Wanda tells them, thank you, thank you for you know, choosing me to be your mother. Mm -hmm. was, which was is like, another not throwaway line because yeah. that's another i think that's well and you know we'll get to that but that, that's another thing that's tied to i believe the ending of this show this show yeah and it's sad because when you think about it too if wiccan and you know probably uh tommy and billy both know the deal they know what's going to happen and they're just like we're gonna you know we're gonna take it and we got Chris Scott chiming in. Perfect ending to the show. Definitely made me cry. Mm -hmm. The show tugged at the heartstrings a lot, yep. especially in the last do. two episodes. Yep, a lot. Especially in the last two episodes. Mm -hmm. And I'm not going to lie, when she says that line, thank you for being, thank you for choosing me to be your mom, I teared up a bit. That was really oh, good. Oh, yeah. Yep, it was. It yeah, was. there was some serious, serious stuff going on here. Mm -hmm. So then Wanda and Vision get to have their goodbyes. You see the, the hex, you know, dissipating for good in the background. And then she asks, you know, what am I? You know, Wanda, you know, Vision asked Wanda, what am I? You're part of the Mind Stone that has stayed with me. You know, your you know, blood, your, you know, what did she say? Like bone and like, you know, parts and everything. Like you're essentially just really breaking it down for what you are. And then it's like, well, most of all, you're my love. Mm -hmm. yeah. That's what <clears> was put <throat> into him. Again, more like, Jesus, this is a Marvel show. What the hell is going on here? Like, <clears throat> We're not supposed to be like feeling this. It's almost like we're a bunch of people sitting around watching This Is Us or something. Yeah, exactly. Like, we're all like, ball, about to ball over here. Just, damn. Mm, right. Uh, but effectively done. And then, you know, Vision goes over saying, you know, I was this, I was that. You know, who knows what I'll be next? It was beautiful not moment. A, a beautiful moment and not a throwaway line. Nope. And, nope. and then kind of goes away and says, you know, goodbye, my darling. And then she watches him go. Um, and then she walks out of town after the hex is gone, which she assumed Billy and Tommy, you know, everything's gone and the hex is over with. She's just there in the, in the, in the house or in the piece of land that was, was given to her by which we could assume was vision at this point. Mm -hmm. I know we speculated maybe it was, maybe it wasn't. I believe yeah, no, personally it that point, it was yeah. vision. Um, <clears throat> and she's there and there's no house. There's no nothing. And then, he goes back to it, and I mean, and then she's walking out of town, and she's getting the looks. She's getting a lot mm -hmm. of mean looks right there, which she does. She it doesn't. Which, she doesn't shy away from it. No, I, and I love that <clears throat> because she, you know, uh, Monica even says, you know, she she says to Monica something like, "You don't hate me or whatever," and she goes, "You know, no." And she says something like, you know, they'll forgive you or something. And she goes, no, they won't. And and she kind of knows. Like, at that point, she knows she doesn't deserve their forgiveness. She deserves their, their scorn and hatred. She's wronged yeah. them. And I think that's part of that's part of what's making her a hero, right? She makes this big sacrifice of her family and then this sacrifice of knowing, you know what? I wasn't the good guy in this story, and I have to live with that. And that makes her that that is her redemption of this story, in my opinion. Those two things. So I thought it was a great moment. Yeah, yeah 
I <clears throat> that's actually the one part of this show that I, I I actually didn't like was that was that little exchange um, where Monica tells her they'll, they'll never know what you gave up well, to let okay. them to give let set them free, and <clears throat> I th- I thought about that and yeah she did give up a lot of whatever but she only was able to have those things because she imprisoned these people so yeah. that to me was the only thing about this whole entire series that I actually had a problem with because her saying that like they'll never know what you gave up but she didn't have anything she enslaved them and she created this thing in order to 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 do all of this and that you know like i i, I get it but she did it you know for her own and I, and I get it it's not about it was just that this was her fantasy land of that she wanted to create or whatever mm-hmm. it was out, it was out of her grief and and basically this this show is about how she is able to deal with her grief and you know move on from it and so on mm-hmm. and so forth which is again a very you know this should not <laughs> a marvel show you would never think about dealing with with grief like this but you know you saw it in Endgame too like it was a joke with Thor, but it was the same thing, you know, post-traumatic stress of dealing with the fact of the snap and everything like that, and and Marvel has started to dive into these things a little bit, and they do it really well. They did it really well in Endgame, and I I, I think they did it really well with the show, but that line was completely, in my opinion, completely unnecessary, because we all know what she gave up, but the fact that she's telling her, you know, oh, if they knew what you had to give up, they they wouldn't be mad at you anymore. Like, that's that, that was to me that was like that was a little bit of a ridiculous line. Like, you know, the only reason she had whatever she had was because she imprisoned all these people, you know, away from their actual lives. Yeah. Well, I, I think that I, I guess I took the line just a little bit differently because the way that I took it as you know, they'll never know what you gave up, right? So the people there don't know that Billy, Tommy, and Vision were real or, or she made them. They didn't really know the connection of the Hex, and they, didn't, they had no clue about any of that. Yes, Wanda did create... She, she enslaved the whole town and created the Hex to give them a normal... Uh, a seemingly the people that she created a normal life. But in the end, like we referenced about... Um, about Grogan's question earlier, like she also couldn't go ahead and just have them live in a house forever. And that was it. Mm. So she did have to give up their existence because they were real people. That vision is a real mm. synthioid being that she created. She didn't know how she was going to do it. She created those children, but she didn't really know how she created them, but they were real. They weren't figments of her imagination. Right. They were real living <clears throat> things. So, that's the way that that's the way at least I took that line. Well, I look at it this way is that if I if 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 we lived in a town somewhere, okay, and we were all in basically enslaved because yeah. that's technically what she did, yeah. right? Mm-hmm. And we were like that for three weeks, and you know, God only knows what happened outside of the time that we were stuck there. I really wouldn't give a shit what you gave up if I if uh, you know in order to free me to become the person that I was before you showed up. So no, but I, what I'm saying is I didn't take it as a Oh, if they knew, then they would be okay with it. I just think she said the way I saw it, like Monica says, they don't know what you gave up. Right. But I don't think it was an either or. I think it was just like, hey, they're not. They'll never know it anyway. But I think one, it was not saying that. Oh, if they knew, then they would be okay with it and they wouldn't be mad at you. I think she was just stating the fact that they'll never know. Right. What they'll you gave never. Up and that's it. I don't think it was an right. either or thing. Right. I agree with you. If it was an either or thing. Then I would say, yeah, you're right. I, I mean, screw that. If someone yeah. was warping my whole existence for their, you know, so they could have their family, then 
you know. Yeah. Yep. Cry, so cry me a river, but get me. Stop making me be, be black and white in a sitcom. You know? Right. Yeah, yeah, well, exactly. that, that's it. I mean, look, I, I would love to live through an episode of I Love Lucy. That would be that would be wonderful. Be but awesome. I mean, yeah, yeah, it would be great. But I, w- I would like to stop it after the thirty minute mark and then go back to real life. But I, I guess my my whole point is, I know maybe not. It wasn't an either or thing. Yeah. But at that point, knowing what happened for the last whatever and being as they described tortured with her grief while they were under. I really, honestly, I, I really wouldn't have. It really wouldn't have mattered to me. And, you know and what I'm saying? That's, and that's the whole idea of the line: is I just, I'm enslaved. I've been, I've been tortured for the last however long I've been here. I don't give a shit. I, I just want to be. I want to go back to the way I was before. I didn't do anything to deserve to be here. Yeah. And I think the point of that is that that Scarlet Witch accepts that. Like I don't like. I, and agree. I, and I that's I the agree. point of that line. Like, I get what you're saying. Like, it, the way it's said, it's like, you know, they, they, but, but I think the whole point dramatically of that line is that Scarlet Witch, in order to really not be the villain of this piece, because she, look, up until this episode, she's more of a villain a- than Agatha. I'm, yeah. I'm going to mm-hmm. go out there and say that. No, she even uh, says it. She even she, says it. Maybe I am. Maybe I am not. the villain. Right. Yeah. And so I think part of her not being the villain or part of her uh, sort of escaping the villain is accepting. You know what? What I did here is never going to be okay, mm-hmm. and I think yeah. that's what that line is supposed to convey. Because she does say something like, "You know, wouldn't matter to them, right?" right? And and that's the point. Like, I've done something so egregious; it doesn't matter what my reasoning is. It doesn't matter what I gave up. And I think the point is in her acceptance of that. Right. Right. Yeah. And another big thing from this conversation that we're talking about, though, is the fact that she says, "You know, I don't understand this magic, but I'm going to learn it. I'm, I'm going to. I'm going to." Yeah, I'm, I'm going to understand to, it, and I'm going to learn to. So then, essentially, she just kind of like flies off and just leaves. And that's technically how the episode ends. But then we get the trademark, and we knew this was coming. We knew we were getting a mid-credit scene, and we're going to get a post-credit scene because essentially, if we're going to say this was the third act of an MCU film, mm-hmm. this is this comes with the d- deal. Set up the next thing going, and say, well, it didn't set up the next thing. It set up well. I shouldn't say that. It originally would have set up the next thing because if we look at the original timeline, Doctor Strange was supposed to come out after WandaVision. Yes. So literally that, that end credit scene would have led right into the next movie, which unfortunately we're not going to get it at that point. I, I really wish, right, which I really wish that we would have. But yeah. but the I, the, the mid credit scene sets up another thing that's going on, which we're going to get in, in Captain Marvel 2, I'm assuming. And the finally yeah, the, the final scene is definitely would have led right into dr strange which yeah which i was gonna yeah we'll, we'll get to that right now mm-hmm. um like rogan's saying uh, i think she came full circle uh she was built to be a villain and now may accept the fact that she's a scarlet witch and may just be a villain we're gonna see we're gonna see in dr strange in the multiverse of madness whether she's a villain or not a villain uh but... or whether she goes to him for counsel Right. Exactly. Although that that second end credit scene set, sets up some questions about that, but we'll get to it. Yes, yes, it yeah, does. So the first po- the mid credit scene we get essentially is a scroll telling Monica Rambo that somebody upstairs wants to meet her, and pointing up, and she and it's an old friend of her mom's, and we knew that, and it's pretty much it's pretty obvious that it's Nick Fury, Fury. as we yeah. saw him in at the end of uh, the post credit scene of Spider Man Far From Home. Where he's showing there like barefoot, kind of walking around the base in space, which is to believe to be you know a sword thing. Now the questions are, is that Hayward's obviously Hayward got arrested, which by the way we didn't really mention too much, but Hayward gets arrested thanks to Darcy 
coming in with the funnel cake truck and boxing him in and saying enjoy prison, which was a lot of fun. Um, and that was literally her only scene in the finale. Yeah, um, ten seconds. She's gone. Yeah, I actually, yeah. I actually think that they they needed a bit more wrap up for that character. Agreed. But from what I understand, I was reading somewhere that they had actually written some a better wrap up for that character and a better wrap up for Jimmy uh, Wu the, and for Monica, yeah, and for Evan Peters as well. There was supposed to be something where they searched the Agatha's house for the Darkhold, but yeah. because uh, they were filming during COVID and they had to, ha- so so you know, I think that there are some loose ends, but I don't think it's the fault of the show. I think it's the fault of the pandemic that we're found ourselves. And in. Scratchy was actually supposed to be a demon. Like there's a there's a whole yeah. So there's there's there right. were things that they wanted to put in that they couldn't end up putting into the show. So. Right, and Mephisto, uh, I mean, uh, Mojo was supposed to be there. Very obviously, Mojo was supposed to be there. Yes, and Reed Richards and Doctor Doom (laughs) and Magneto and Batman and who the hell else knows what's going on here. Um, But I think with the mid-credits scene, it's something interesting to take away. So it does lead into what we believe is going to be what's going to happen in in Captain Marvel 2. But another thing that's too, because she is in the characters 100% confirmed to be in Captain Marvel 2, but another thing, though, that it could be setting up is that Disney Plus does have a Secret Invasion show coming. Mm-hmm. And those who okay. with Secret Invasion, the scrolls, the scrolls are very much involved in Secret Invasion. Mm-hmm. And Nick Fury is is said to be in that. And so is, um, I'm sorry, what's his name? Um, John Mendelssohn is yeah. supposed to be in that as well as his, you know, his scroll character, who I can't recall at this moment. But that's a double-edged Talos. thing. Talos. So... That is, it could be leading into both of them at the same exact time. And I wouldn't mm-hmm. be shocked if we saw Monica pop in in the Secret Invasion show that I don't know they have not have a release date for. But that's where that storyline looks like it'll eventually play itself out. Right. Whether it pops into Captain Marvel 2 and then ends up in Secret Invasion, there's definitely going to be a connection b- between those things. Right. <clears throat> uh, and then the post credit scene that we get to is, um, you know, Wanda is there in the cabins. Which, by the way, who those who could be familiar with it, is the cabins of Wondergore, the Wondergore Mountains that are there. That's where the cabin is, which has a lot of ties in the comic books to the Darkhold itself, and ties to Wanda Maximoff herself. Um, and could be another thing. Our buddy Ashif was very much on his Python uh, theory that you know he was the big bad behind the show, but. Python is the author of the Darkhold. So mm-hmm. he could be right. He, I mean, maybe he wasn't a big bad for the show, but he's a guy who we could be getting down the line and who is also the, an elder god who is archdemon of chaos, tied to Wanda's chaos magic. So mm-hmm. props to Ashi for doing your homework and, and getting that in there. I do give props where they're due. But the scene that we get, though, Wanda, Wanda's in the, a scene in the front of the cabin. She's in her sweatpants and drinking her coffee or whatever. And then she walks in the house. And then we see the astral form of herself, like we saw in Doctor Strange, studying the Darkhold. Mm-hmm. So while she's doing these things, mm-hmm. Wanda's there in her suit and stuff like that. And there is a theme that plays in it that is a mixture of the Doctor Strange theme that's throughout that entire scene. Props to Bert, our buddy who was a writer for Pop Culture Pros, who, who messaged me about that immediately after seeing the episode. I was like, I got to go back and check that on the on the next watch. And he's one hundred percent right. Awesome catch, yes. Awesome catch on on Bird's part that there's musical ties to Doctor Strange there, as she's doing the same thing that Doctor Strange did because we saw in Doctor Strange, he was doing other things in his astral form, was studying 
you know, his, his studying what he needed to do to become the Sorcerer Supreme eventually. Mm-hmm. So, um, but then we hear Billy or Tommy crying out like, mommy, mm-hmm. help me or whatever they say exactly. Mm-hmm. So we know there's something going on immediately. Like they're in trouble somehow. So they're not completely gone nope. for now. And nope. probably her version of vision is probably not completely gone either. Um, um, that, well, I'll, I'll give you my theory when you're ready. Go ahead, finish. You finish up. Well, I was going to drop in Jonathan's comment. I think Wanda's going to go to Dr. Strange for help to get her children back from whatever universe they're in. Jonathan, 100%, I'm with you on that, buddy. Yeah, same. 100%. Same. That's where I think that's where the tie-in to Dr. Strange in the Multiverse of Madness is. Well, that's how Wanda gets involved. Maybe, you know, uh, I, I'm, we don't know how to say it properly because I've never heard it said, but Hython's appearance might be with the dark hold and stuff like that that could be he maybe he's the big bad in doctor in doctor strange in the multiverse of madness we don't actually know who the big bad is because they haven't said it so that's something that could be paid off door or i can see it on tony's face right now he, share it go ahead where, where do you what do you believe um i look there were there were way too many there were many way too many um references to the demon spawn rev reference the mm-hmm. you know the fact that billy and tommy were you know part of mephisto and whatnot or whatever so i am still fully believe that the bad guy um you know the 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 big bad in 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 doctor strange is going to be mephisto he has the he has the boys and she is going to have to um employ doctor strange and eventually going to have to go back and get Agatha and she's going to have to help in order to try to get those boys back. That's what this is. That's what Dr. Strange and the multiverse of madness is going to end up being. In my opinion, that's what it's, it's going to, it's going to end up being. I, don't, I think Mephis- they made way too many and I don't think they were doing it to just pull people around by the pecker. I think that they really, that was, it, it was just setting it up and that's, you know, that's a re- that's where it was going. And when she's sitting there with the dark hole and she heard, when I heard their, the, the boys voices, I'm like, there it is. That's, that's, that's what it, that's it. So, you, you, you know, you have the boys, you have Agatha, you have the Darkhold, and now you have, you know, you hear after she thinks that they're gone, and they're really not gone, that means they're really, they're, they're really existing. They're, they really exist. So, I, I, I still think that that's the case. And I do think that Vision is dead. I think the original Vision is dead, and I think White Vision eventually will come back a little bit of a different form of him than than the than the original vision but i'm very happy to believe that paul bettany will be around for good you know or to continue on as you know as we keep vision but i think that he will get that you know version maybe a closer version of the comics where it's maybe not the personality that the original vision had but you know he will have the memories and then you know maybe they are is something between the two of them down the road yeah no that's those are great points, and you're, you could be right as well. Maybe Mephisto is the big bad of Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. Who knows? I think they're both excellent choices, though. They're both mm-hmm. excellent things I can see playing out. Do you think we see Agatha in Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness? I do. I do. Okay. The next time, yeah, I, 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 it's just it makes too much sense. I mean, you know, you heard the the, the, the two comments that she made, you know, the one that. You know the one of Agatha thing that I could I could teach you, and the one of her saying I know where to find you. I mean, I would just hang a fucking sign around your neck, why don't you? I mean, that's you, you know that it's coming. I mean, it's they they're telling you right then and there. Yeah, I, I'm gonna make this prediction, and I'm not gonna make many predictions because all of my predictions were wrong. So I'm gonna make just this <laughs> prediction. 
um, is I do think we're going to get Agatha in some aspect of uh, the Doctor Strange movie. And I think when we see Agatha, she's not going to be as villainous as she appeared. Because what we know of the Darkhold, if we, if, for those of us who watched Agents of S.H.I.E.L.D., which I watched both the seasons that the Darkhold was prominent in, mm-hmm. um, is that the Darkhold itself is a corrupting inc- influence. The yeah. Darkhold itself causes people to do bad things. And I don't, I don't think Agatha was a villain in this show, except, except through the influence of the Darkhold. I think Agatha's motives. Wait, there's a super powerful chaos magic witch that I, I could come in and just crush while she's having a traumatic event. But I'm gonna sort of play out and see what's going on and see if I can just tease the magic from her. That is not the actions of an evil person. I think what happens at the end when she just goes, "I can't wait. I need that magic." the corrupting influence of the Darkhold and when we see her next we get a softer more uh, Agatha more aligned to her role in the comic book as sort of the Scarlet mentor. Witch's mentor yeah so yeah. that is that is my prediction uh, for, for what happens but that's the only prediction I'm going to make that's uh, because one, it I is wanna, you know. and I'll even follow that up because what if okay so now um, so now uh, Wanda has the dark hole, so now maybe that corrupts mm-hmm. her. That now she goes and right. tries to do ever whatever she can to go get the boys back. And Doctor Strange is the one that has to go get Agatha because he needs to understand what the hell is going on with this. So I mean, it's you've Black just you've, it's opened up a whole can of worms here, bro. Yeah, there's yeah, there's I a mean, lot the that hell? can be done there. Yep, yep. Yeah, now this thing's definitely set up a, a ton of potential here, and then. Uh, Alex is chiming in saying, I think Loki is going to be in Doctor Strange 2 since Loki might switch up the timeline in his miniseries. That's also correct. And Alex, I, from what I understand, though, they've been talking about Loki, a second season for Loki already. So I don't think it's going to be a miniseries in the, per se of being just one season. We could that's very well be getting... Continue. Yeah, that's one of the ones I think that can continue. So that, that's something to be, like, very excited about there. If he's living in his own timeline, there's no reason why that can't happen. So, I mean, yeah. you don't want, you know, the, it's the character's dead, but yet living in another timeline outside the MCU, that would make sense. So I was talking with Rick earlier, and I can already tell where Jason's mind is, might be going with this. <laughs> uh, so we were discussing, like, hey, where the hell do you think Vision went? After he's just like, I am Vision, and then just leaves, like, do you think that maybe, because Rick was throwing it out there, that's a possibility that maybe he goes to Wakanda to where he died, to maybe the spot of his death? Because technically that's his last memory that he just regained. The scene where, you know, the whole place where Thanos ripped the uh, Mind Stone out of his head. Or do you think maybe he's looking for Tony being his creator in the past? Like, he's not or looking Bruce. for Wanda. Or Bruce. Or Bruce. Or Bruce is another one. It's funny that you say this because I was uh, just having a conversation with some of my students after class today, uh, virtual mm-hmm. class, about uh, this episode that we're talking about. And one of them told me that they did read somewhere that uh, the Vision might return to Wakanda because that's where he died, but also because, uh, you know, Shuri, right? Shuri is very, uh, has a lot of expertise. Shuri was the one who was trying to sort of save Take him and yeah. free him from the Mind Stone. Free him from the Mind Stone. So that and and I never thought I never thought that that he would go back to Wakanda. But after having that conversation with my students, that makes a lot of sense to me. You go back to where you died, and you go back to the one person who's trying to free you, and possibly they can 
you know, help you because because at this point it's you know how Vision got his groove back, right? Like he he's yeah. got his memories. He wants to sort of just get figure out who he is and who better to help you with Tony Stark dead than the other person who actually got their hands on your like you know your inner workings and and almost saved you with this. So I think that's a hundred percent possible. Yeah, I mean, Vision basically went to go find himself. Right. Yeah. <laughs> Essentially. <laughs> Right, went to go find himself, and then where, where, where else to do that? I mean, I, you know, at some point, you know, it's gonna, it's gonna show, it's gotta show up somewhere. It's got, it's gotta show up somewhere. Where he went, how he got there, what they did. You know, is he show up in Black Panther too? I mean, is that a possibility? I mean, I would love that. I wouldn't mind seeing Vision in Black Panther too. No, because I mean that would make sense considering that that's coming out, and obviously you're missing a major character from that movie. So, R.I.P. Or do we see him? In Doctor Strange in the Multiverse of Madness, I th- I don't think there's any question you're going to see him in Doctor Strange. There's okay. I don't think there's any question. I mean, it's I th- that would be like I I'm not I, I don't I don't want to go there. I, I've made enough predictions. I don't want to make any more. But that I <laughs> yeah, definitely yeah. think he shows up in Doc in, in Doctor Strange too. No question. Which I think is going to be absolutely f- fucking crazy movie. I think. Yeah, I agree. It's going to be nuts. Listen, we, we had a tough time waiting week to week for the next episode of WandaVision. Now we got to wait a year to see what the oh, hell happens with Doctor Strange and the Multiverse of Madness. It's brutal. That is crazy. But but uh, look, we have a lot of stuff to look forward to at least. We do. Because we do. Exactly. What a week from Friday, we got uh, you know a brand new show to, to and I'm I am very excited about the the next the the next show coming out. Then we'll have Black Widow. Then we'll have Loki. Like we have a lot of stuff to get us to there. It's not like look, we had to wait after Far From Home. How long did we have to wait till the next Marvel thing came out? Right, We're which still was. Waiting. I mean, we waited. We got no, it was Wandavision. Yeah. That was it. Yeah. So we waited we'll from wait July of uh, we waited from July of 2019 till what February of 2021. January, January, January yeah. of 2021. Okay, and we and we lit- and we waited through 2020. Which that year took five years to pass. Exactly. So right, and I mean, we, I know we were supposed to get like that eight months hiatus from the end of, of Far From Home, and then to to get to you know to, to get to the new shows, and they kind of you know set everything up and so on and so forth. So I know we were supposed to get that anyway, but it just never never ended. You know, so now we got to the point where we have literally something coming down the pike like every other month, you know, for the next two years. So we, we're going to make up for lost time. You know, I, I know we had a, we have to wait the year, but we have a lot of stuff that's going to come out after this. And by the time we get to that, like, we'll be just going back and revisiting the, how much we loved WandaVision. Because right before Doc Strange came out, I know we're going to binge watch the shit out of the show. And we're going to go and just love every minute of it the way we did. I my. I, I just I can't wait to go back and now binge it and watch it straight through again. Yeah, it'll be a crazy way to, to look back on because I think it'll it'll make the earlier episodes seen in a different light now. Absolutely. And yeah. even though we, we love them, but you'll see it in a different light since you know the ending. And I agree with you, Jonathan. Um, it's funny you say that because that's actually Falcon and Winter Soldier. Once they announced the shows a couple of years ago, that, <laughs> was, the, that was the property. What was that? What I, did he? What did he just say? Twenty twenty was what everyone was. <laughs> Grogan, you're killing it, Grogan. You're killing it. Oh, my right God. On. He is. That is dead on accurate. That's what I'm like. When it turned, it's just like, wait a second. Can can you just let me go or just let me die? I mean, <laughs> yeah. please, like, get me out of here. Oh, man, that's 
That's great. Well, instead of getting touched on the head and being freed, now it's the jab in the arm that gets you freed. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Unfortunately, you need two of them. Yeah. Yeah, well, for some, hopefully one does the trick if you're Oh, that's able true, to, yes. That's true. To get that going there. Um, yeah, no, we're getting 10 MCU properties this year. We have nine more to go. Man, what a great year to start a show that covers this stuff on a weekly basis. We, good we, PhD, we mm. yes, and, uh, and not to mention, what about all the and, and DC too? I mean, look at all the DC stuff we're getting. Oh, the ten, the, ten, the nine more properties are just the MCU properties. I know. We're getting a ton of DCU properties. We might be even be getting Sony's Spider thing or whatever they're calling it. I forgot the goofy name they came up with it. But it was absurd, and it's something to be, you know. Well, think about right. Think about all this. So you got all the MCU stuff, right? Then you got Zack Snyder's Justice League. You got um, you got Aquaman two's in the works. You got. Um, uh, We're talking about dropping this year. No, no, I know that, but like I'm just saying, like over the court, and it's not that's that's this year. Next year is a whole another ball game because we have another. What do we have? Four movies next year. We got Doctor Strange, Shang Chi. Oh, Shang Chi is this year, right? So we got. Um, you got Love and Th- Thor, Love and Thunder. You got Doctor Strange. You got um, um, I forget what they had. To so, uh, what, what else is there? There's more. What's, what's but I know. I know this year we're hopefully fingers crossed. We get Black Widow. We got. Black I don't Widow think that's any May. question. That's we're getting that. And then you get Shang Chi, Shang Chi, and then we Eternals get in November, and then we have Spider Man Spider Man Home in, in December, and then we right. still have uh, Falcon and Winter Soldier. Not this Friday, but the following Friday. You know, right. Trying to get for us to get to that. Uh, then we got a little bit of a break mm-hmm. for for Black Widow because they're going to give that some time to marinate, mm-hmm. and then they come back in June with Loki, and then um, before uh, maybe July actually it's probably going to be uh, Loki will have its time in, in June, then Shang Chi in July. Then I'm guessing we're probably going to get What If in August, July, I think August okay. probably August mm-hmm. September time, and then as of right now. Hawkeye is supposed to drop sometime this year, and so is Miss Marvel. And that doesn't yeah. even count Eternals and, and Spider-Man No Way Home. So, and again, that's just the MCU slate. There's still mm-hmm. plenty of other stuff coming down the pipe. But uh, and then Doctor Strange is February next February? No, March. 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 Yeah. So, okay. so all right. So literally a year from now. We yeah, that's what I was saying. When I'm okay. Yeah, it's a year from now. Okay, it's a year from now. And then, but we, we got so much coming out that we're not even like we're talking about how well God, I can't wait. But it's like we got so much coming out, we're not even going to notice the time go by. No, yeah, we got no. We you got, you're going to be on on comic book overload for the next eight two years. Yep, which but, I'm fine with. I enjoy this stuff. Oh, you and me both. Oh, and 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 three. Um, all right, so I mean that's gonna that wraps it up for us this week. Uh, not no, I was about to say this week because that's usually what we do. Mm. But since we are taking off next week, and our show was gonna land on St. Patty's Day, so maybe not the best idea because who the heck knows what condition I would be in by eight thirty at night. Oh, um, by eight by eight thirty at night, I'd be naked and screaming cusses at you. Which <laughs> all, all <laughs> not since I had my son. Might be, but, it might be a crazy show. All <laughs> the more reason why we should be doing it. That's that's all the more reason. Dude, dude, if I was able to get the money I would pay to, to see that shit. I'd pay to see that. <laughs> if I was able you know to like about you, to Tony. And have it recorded and on Facebook. I mean, how fucking perfect would that be? Jason, tell me how you really feel about this, can you please? I'll be like the I, I'll be sitting here like Dr. Fraser Crane. So, J S O, why don't you 
<laughs> so, like, Jubilee, man. Yeah. Jubilee. Yeah. Go ahead. I'm listening. It's not happening. Oh, my God. But, of course, Grogan's in for that one. He wants to see a drawing yeah. version of Granny's Peach. Yes, he does. Yes, he does. <laughs> um, all right, so that wraps it up. We decided to, since we're doing two shows this week, again, like I said earlier, we broke it up. This was the TV version. Uh, on Friday, we'll be back at 8.30 covering uh, the last part of our DCU roundup. We'll be doing Birds of Prey, and we'll be doing Justice League, a.k.a. Justice League. Uh, we'll be doing Nelson. There will, be no, there will be no TV on, no, on that episode. So this is our first episode with no movie, and then on Friday night, our episode will be the first one, our first WandaVision-less episode, which is going to be very strange, our first cw Versus episode, but we'll be covering two movies, so we hope you join us in two days, and we're not, you know, cannibalizing our own stuff, but hopefully, you know, <laughs> in, in matter of fact of two days, but we're all here for it, buddy, we're, we're all here, we're all excited for it, so... Uh, Big show, by the way, Cop Pop Culture Pros has a huge show debuting tomorrow called Millennium Meltdown. Uh, that, and there's another another show also that Nardo was bringing on as well. I don't recall the name of it, so my bad of, if I don't recall. So there are two shows debuting, and I think also Jader and Kyler are on tomorrow too. So you got three shows from Pop Culture Pros wow. tomorrow. Yeah, tomorrow's a wild night, so check that out. But uh, Millennium Meltdown is going to be uh, hosted by uh, our buddy, a new guy who's to the network, RD. He's going to be covering all 90s and 2000s pop culture, music, movies, whatever the heck it is. So be sure to check that out. Should be exciting. I'm sure Nardo's show is going to be covering streaming services. I just don't recall the exact title of it. I'm sure that's going to be great. And Jader and Kyle are always awesome. So Jader wanted to join us tonight for the WandaVision finale. I'm surprised he wasn't here. Yeah, I, you know, I thought he about had a that. Test. He has a test. He had a test for school. Uh, he had a study. Right. So okay. he's, he's got test, the dark. Brother. Yeah, good luck on your test. I'm sure he's got the dark hold and cool. doing his astral form. And <laughs> nice. That's nice. kind of what I envisioned Jader studying as. I hope that's so. That's how I got to grad school. <laughs> not going to be the last time you see Jader on the show, I guarantee you. I wouldn't be shocked if he's back for Falcon and Winter Soldier immediately. And who knows what else. Or maybe Zack Snyder's Justice League. So check that out, and then we'll see you guys on Friday night. Uh, so take it easy, enjoy, stay safe for the next two days and, and further, and we'll, we'll we'll see you guys then. Uh, you guys got any quick closing thoughts before we wrap it? Nah, great show as always. Love you guys. Talk to you on Friday. Yep, see you guys on Friday. Looking forward to talking Harley Quinn with you. Oh, Jason. Jason's definitely going to be driving that one. That's, that's going to be – I watched it already, by the way, so – uh, we'll have a fun talk about that. So the, the disc is already in the Xbox. I'm going to it right now. So, so all right, guys, take it easy, have fun, and we'll see you Friday night. All right, Excelsior. <laughs>